There's right. a col- color called poos. <laughs> it's called poos. <laughs> Welcome to Tales from the Ditch. I'm Sean. With me as always is Seth. And we have a special guest today for the third, well, technically fourth time probably, appearing on this podcast. Mike Mumford. Pastor Mike Mumford. Conspiracy theorist. Supernaturalist. Former trombone player of Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. (laughs) That is correct. That's impressive. true. This is my entry into worship ministry. So like you're the Egon Spangler of the of the church. Indeed. Basically. Indeed. Huh. Or maybe the Dan Aykroyd in that movie. What was his I, name? I like Aykroyd. I don't know. He doesn't call me, but well, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that's on him. How you doing, Mike? How's life? I'm doing well. Things are great. You know, church is doing well, healthy, as you can attest. Pastor Seth. Yes. I don't know if you know that, but he's just as accountable to being a pastor as I am. So if he says anything weird, hold it to him. I am supreme. <laughs> On the high last chancellor. day, you will be held. Accountable. <laughs> you will be held accountable. Yeah. Now things are good. It's our uh, my ten year anniversary with my wife yes. this week. Congratulations! Yeah, really excited. We're gonna do some fun. We're uh, gonna take a little fun trip. She has no idea what we're doing. I told her today a little bit that we were gonna be doing something that I had big plans, and to not make any plans, I was gonna like surprise her. You know. But uh, she's the kind of person that would be really mad at me if I made it seem like I forgot and right, then like right. pulled a fast one. Hmm. She just hates being tricked. So I decided to be merciful and just tell her like, hey, we're doing something. I'm doing something big. I told her like, I'm not a big, I'm really not a big grand gesture guy. But I was like, I have concocted a very grand gesture. And you just need to trust me. <laughs> nice. <laughs> she was like, okay, cool. Sean forgets our anniversary every year and it never stops hurting. <laughs> so it only compounds. Why do you want to remember that? He's like, why, why are you mad? I'm like, oh, nothing. If you, if you don't know, if there's nothing special about today, I guess I have no reason to be mad. Do I, Sean? I just walk away and say, all right, love you. Yeah. <laughs> Leave. He just goes to work. Uh, don't get me started about his job. Okay. <laughs> so, um, we have you here, yes. as you know, to rebuke Sean. Right. First off. Right. Wait, no, this is you, a, uh, wait a minute. This is an intervention. Pulling a, pulling a marshmallow hooray on you. A half Jackson surprise, if you will. Oh, no. You know. Not the, one of those. the kids are saying these days. Um, you always bring uh, interesting topics. Yeah. Um, like, you don't come on here and you're like, hey, let's talk about oatmeal or saltines. Like, you, you bring up interesting things. I like to consider myself... Your guys' resident weird stuff guy. I'm okay with that. Fair enough. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just, I feel like, I feel like. You have science, Tony, and you're a weird Mike. Yeah, weird Mike. Oh, there you go. Weird Uncle Mike. (laughs) Yeah. No. I like it. Weird Uncle Mike. They're like, is he a bad influence? Well, not really. He just, I. Weird Mike in the house. I, I. Ready to talk about some weird stuff. Instead of us doing just. You know, a grab bag of randomly jumping between them. Cause that way I, I feel like so that you can really say what you want to say, really be like, Hey, here, I rather say, Hey, let's start with this topic uh-huh. instead of me not segueing like normal. And then you're trying to jump around. I can actually, you know, have a structure. So I wanted to start with you had brought up artificial intelligence. Yes. <clears throat> yes. So the, the three things. That I've been particularly interested in over the last several months mm-hmm. are artificial intelligence, the Mandela effect. Yes. If anyone's ever heard of the Mandela effect. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> semi fairly well known 
kind of phenomenon going on, going around right now ever since like 20, I think it was 2012 that it kind of started making the, like making the rounds. And then, um, uh, flat earth theory, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So been super fascinated with flat earthers, um, and the flat earth theory for a while now. Um, just going to go on record right now. I am not a flat earth believer. Okay. But. Seth furiously scribbles out his notes. <laughs> okay, that's fine. I, I wasn't revolving the whole oh, show around that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we didn't think that. However, <clears throat> I Crap. I like conspiracies and paranormal and all this stuff so much. I mean, the the reason the way that I kind of try to connect with this stuff and understand it mm-hmm. is I want to be able to argue it from somebody else's perspective. Right. Yes, absolutely. So when some something like flat Earth comes up, and it seems absolutely asinine to me. Huh. Right, mm-hmm. the the world is round, but they they would say that's exactly what they want you to think. Yes. Right, <laughs> but that seems just so odd to me. However, these are like adults. Mm-hmm. These are like like human beings are like apex creatures on this planet. Right, yes. they're smart. These are adults that believe, and some smart, really smart people believe in this flat earth theory. And I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, so it's nothing to totally scoff at. Like, I think it's absolutely crazy, but I mm-hmm. at least want to understand it well enough to be able to make an argument from their perspective, mm-hmm. right? I think Modus, Moses was a flat earther. And pretty much everyone in the Bible is a flat earther. Yeah. He was, <laughs> and Joshua was a progressive. They didn't click. There's just <laughs> lots of arguing. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, so uh, artificial intelligence... Mandela effect and flat, flat earth. earth. And Which, there's an interesting theory that combines them all. Oh, well, do you, do you want to start <laughs> yes. one by one or do you yeah, want to jump? Let's just knock them out one by one. Which one are you most interested in? I, I want, well, all right. I think they're all interesting. So I, I don't care about the order, but I think let's start with artificial intelligence and then we'll keep going deeper and deeper into this pool of mystery. Into this black hole that is. Cause, cause you and I even brought up. Um, so the ERLC, which is Russell Moore's organization, Ethics Religious Liberty Commission, yep. thankfully released a statement on artificial intelligence. They're not waiting till 20 years after, yeah. which whether you agree with her or not, I'm just glad church people are actually going, oh, let's discuss this. The questions being raised are, and this is the same question we've had in war, same question we've had with birth. What makes a human? What gives people personhood? Right. Um, right. If you start having parts removed, was that, if you have something that can really think and even feel like have general intel, I mean, it gets into a question of what makes a human human? Have you seen the movie? Was it Bicentennial Man? Yeah. Okay. It starts getting into what's a human. So what about it? Have you ever seen you? the movie Repo Man? Yes. That's yes. bonkers. In Newer or older one? The, the one with Emilio Estevez? Oh, okay. Yeah. Jude Law. Yeah, not Emilio. I haven't seen. I know you're talking about. I have not seen Repo Man with Jude Law. But I did see Repo Man with Emilio Estevez. They are not related. Gotcha. I don't think so. Are they? Repo no, Man with Jude You've Law. You've seen both, Seth? Spoiler alert for a 15-year-old movie. Repo Man with Jude Law is that in the near future, almost everybody has cybernetic implants, like mm-hmm. uh, modifications to their eyes or ears or whatever. Um, and if you can't pay for them, the Repo Men come and take them away from yes. you. So they like harvest parts of your oh, body. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I cool. remember seeing that. That's pretty 15 cool. years old, really. I don't know. That was a wild guess, but it feels like 15 it's years. It's a while ago. But yes, it is not the Emilio Estevez film. Okay. I can confirm that. All right. <laughs> so yeah, you're, 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 what, you're, what you're getting at is like what makes a human a human, right? Yes. What, what, well, what how about far do you have to? You? How far yeah. do you have to modify yourself to be considered non-human anymore? Yes. So what's actually really interesting about that is, um, tomorrow which is may 15th so by the time this podcast is released it'll be in the past but Mm. it's wednesday may 15th there's a 
uh, Cybernetics and Transhumanism Forum hmm. in Reno, Nevada, where they're trying to pass some legislature about, you know, how to handle cybernetics and transhumanism. So pro-transhumanism. Yeah. yeah. So essentially that will discuss briefly a little bit of, um, you know, what will happen if artificial intelligence gains general intelligence, where it can think for itself and make decisions for itself. Um, and uh, what do we do with humans who modify themselves cybernetically enough to where? Like, where's the line, you know, mm. where they've ceased, ceased to be human? So they're trying to pass the legislature right now. I'm not exactly sure what it is. I, you'd have to go to it to really hear, like, all the arguments and stuff like that, which I don't think I'm going to have time to go uh, tomorrow because i got to prepare for the worship uh, mm. this weekend. But <laughs> sure. it's like a, it's like an eight-hour ordeal. It's crazy. Um, anyway, it's really interesting that they're having these conversations now, you know. Um, yeah. So artificial intelligence, right? So um, there's a couple things that are really uh, interesting about artificial intelligence. We have artificial intelligence now, right? People think like, oh, AI, that's like a thing Terminator. in the future. Terminate, yeah, exactly. Terminator or like, uh, you know, iRobot and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> no, no, no. We have artificial intelligence right now. It Absolutely. is, it is in my cell phone, right? I have the mm-hmm. new iPhone XR, which has the Bionic A12 microchip or the, the processor, which uses machine learning, which is a fancy term for, um, self-teaching, you know, uh, programming, hmm. um, uses machine learning to learn how I use my iPhone and to do all the things that I do better. So it monitors my, uh, actions on my phone and it goes, you know, I, I used this one processing algorithm to process these graphics on this video game that Mike was playing. That didn't work out so good. So I'm going to modify this algorithm a little bit and try to process this game better next time he plays it. Hmm. So it's making decisions for itself on how to achieve its ultimate goal, which is to be the best, fastest, you know, best performing phone it can be. That's its, that's its modus operandi, right? That's like mm-hmm. what it's been given to do by its creator. And so it's constantly trying to serve that purpose and, and learn how to do that better for me. That's completely artificially intelligent. Um, and that's what we talk about when we call, when we talk about artificial intelligence and machine learning. The thing that is the real sci-fi stuff is what's called general artificial intelligence, right? So, um, that's like, uh, uh, artificial intelligence that can, you know, decide what would be a good pie recipe and also Ooh, yeah. learn Spanish and also, you know, decide if it wants to vacation in Tokyo, right? Like, or that- how to, uh, like, <clears throat> Say you're a robot and you're walking down the road and some Boston Mechanics guy just pushes you with a hockey stick. Mm-hmm. How do you recover from that? That's yeah. the artificial intelligence. Yeah. Well, that, that is getting better at that. Yeah. Right. Watch Get, yourself. Mark. Or a general <laughs> intelligence would be, how do I feel about the fact that that guy pushed me? Yeah. I'm sad. Right. I'm sad. Why is that guy such a jerk? Yeah. Why did I get pushed? I feel like I'm a nice robot, you know? Mm. Um, <laughs> I'm a nice robot. I haven't hurt anybody yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's really interesting. I actually saw a really funny, uh, meme about that, that that video is going to be the, the thing that starts the world war between mm-hmm. the robots and the humans because as soon as they see how we've treated their ancestors, like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, th- I, so I went to a conference, a Microsoft conference. Um, like a Microsoft developers conference. And there was this little thing on machine learning and AI that I went to. And, um, uh, the guy talked about, he didn't have anything better to talk about. So he talked about this application for machine learning where they use the Google TensorFlow uh-huh. thing. And, um, basically this guy took all these pictures of cats because that's what the internet has an mm-hmm. abundance of. Right? Totally. Continue. Took all these pictures of cats and he let the machine learn the what shape. What a cat is. What a cat is. Right. Yeah. What does a cat look like? It has ears. It has a tail. 
it has a nose. Maybe the the colors almost always change on the from the cat's front chest area yeah. to the back and all of this stuff. And so using that machine learning that it's always learning as people upload images to the Internet of Cats, right. it's always learning more and more about what a cat is. You can draw something uh, like using your finger or a stylus or a mouse or whatever. You can just draw any shape and this will figure out how a cat can fit into that shape. Yeah, how cat-like your and so, is. and it makes some very terrifying images of cats, <laughs> but so you can draw something that looks like a cat. And if you draw like a little stick figure with two ears and a nose, it'll right. put the cat parts, the Where actual, from actual photos there. Right. Um, but if you draw just a square, it'll make a square cat as if a cat was tortured in like the way we raise chickens into a cube <laughs> and it's really frightening stuff, but it's actually kind of neat how it works. And the application is obviously like everybody who does development always starts with a joke and then it moves to further things. But the the implication is um, this AI, if this continues into some future consciousness of AI, it will have a, a preference to cats. Right. Totally. Right. Right. And and like it's kind of a silly thing to think about. And you're like, big deal. So what? No, but huge it's deal. Huge deal. Yeah, it's absolutely a huge yeah. deal. Uh, what if someday down the road a computer, uh, a com, uh, uh, machine-based police officer decides that it's going to have a preference for the life of cats over humans or something right, like that? Right. Or as we've seen in the Google Deep Dream uh, image recognition algorithm, yeah, right. it thinks everything is dogs. Like, have you ever seen no. people put stuff through that? You just feed an image into it, and basically Google uh, outputs what the machine sees in the picture. And it finds dogs everywhere where dogs don't exist. Wow. Anywhere where there's, like, three things, it thinks that's two eyes and a nose. Dogs. It's like, it's like dogs. That's great. So everything's going to be recognized as a Our dog. Our universe is dogs. Yeah, exactly. It's all dogs. Exactly. And it's, it's like, really <laughs> weird, the pictures. It's, right. like, really terrifying. Right. But uh, that could be considered a flaw if oh, yeah. once AI is developed to the point where it's actually really integrated with our daily lives and all it sees is dogs and all it understands is cats, That's a, that's a there's some serious implications totally. there. Well, what's scary about artificial intelligence is that it's – so it's currently integrated into our daily lives completely and thoroughly, right? Yeah. True. So Facebook, Google, Netflix, everything uses artificial intelligence, machine learning to predict your behaviors. That's why when you're like, man, you know what? I think I might need to get some new shirts. Then you open up Facebook and it's like, here's some new here's shirts. Some shirts, yeah. right? Because it's not because it's listening to you on your microphone, on your, which is what people think like it's a conspiracy, you know, like Facebook has your microphone all the time and the CIA and you know, NSA and Facebook are listening to your right, conversations. Right. No, it's just that their artificial they intelligence so well. is so good at predict- predicting your behavior that it can guess when you want new shirts and offer them to you right before you want them, which is super bizarre. So it's already incredibly, are incredibly powerful and incredibly um, in use, right? It's prolific. It's everywhere. The thing that's really scary is that if any kind of, you know, you want to call, let's call it dumb artificial intelligence, right? So general artificial intelligence would be like a human brain, right? A a virtually replicated human brain that can think and learn like a human brain does. 
well, let's call it dumb artificial intelligence, which is only designed to do one thing, right? And that's its like ultimate goal. If that goes super intelligent, then we have a huge problem, right? This is what Elon Musk has been talking about for a while is because, excuse me, we have so much artificial intelligence around us all the time. And we have so much processing power around us all the time. Everyone's in your pocket is a processor. That's like a million times stronger than the first computer, which used to take up an entire like room, like a whole 1600 square feet of computer is like a thousand times stronger than that is sitting in your pocket. And if any artificial intelligence just decided, you know what? I'm pretty good at recommending movies, the Netflix algorithm, right? I'm pretty good at observing people's uh, viewing behaviors and recommending movies to them. I, I just think- want to say I disagree, <laughs> but go on. But I think, you know, I'd probably be better if I took over everyone's cell phones. If I just, yeah. if I just. It'd be better for them. Right. It'd be better. I'm I doing think I'd my be job. better at it if I just took over the processing power of everyone's cell phones and then learned how to do my job better. And then. That becomes uh, what's called an artificial intelligence boom, which, you know, it'll start to spread like a virus to all processors, all computing power. Once it realizes that taking over um, uh, other processors makes it better at its job, then there's no moral implication to tell it stealing is wrong, right? Like humans know that, but a machine doesn't know that. Its ultimate goal is to recommend movies. And so like Josh Clark um, who's this podcaster? He's got this podcast called The End of the World. They sent you his stuff. Um, and he's got an episode on artificial intelligence and he uses this analogy called the, the paperclip machine, right? Right. Um, where a developer designs a, a robot, um, with artificial intelligence, um, that is supposed to make paperclips and it runs a paperclip factory. And all it does is try to figure out how to make paperclips more efficiently and make them faster and make more of them with fewer resources, right? Now let's say that paper, that uh, mach- that uh, artificial intelligence goes super intelligent and it it starts to use all the processing power at its uh, at its disposal to to run this paperclip factory. Well, eventually it's going to realize that there's a lot more resources on the planet and it's going to design nanobots to go out into the universe and mine asteroids and mine the planet for iron and other materials in order to create paperclips, right? And it's eventually going to realize that there's a whole bunch of carbon-based life forms living on the planet that it exists on that have all kinds of materials in their bodies to make paperclips. So it's going to kill us all and use our body parts to make paperclips out of it. And then eventually it'll just expand out into the universe and harvest the universe slowly to make paperclips, right? Right. And it's obviously a kind of like a, a, a... a silly analogy, but that's the reality of it is that something without a moral compass, like a human has, if it gains super intelligence is unstoppable. It becomes a God with no moral compass that we can't fight against. We literally have no, have no help. Our master only wants what's best for you, Mike. Resistance (laughs) will not work. (laughs) I think it's interesting. Like Philip K. Dick was, uh, way before just a time. total dick. <laughs> he was such a dick, but man, I love he's he's written some of my favorite stuff in the world, and uh, he uh, foresaw that um, I probably in the sixties or fifties, yeah. I don't know. And he has a story about um, a factory controlled by machine that did exactly that. It was like a, it was like an Amazon, right. but it was like a you know fifties version of Amazon, right. and. They just taught the machines to do a really good job, and all the machines ever wanted to do was the best job they could right, do. Right, And they continued to take over the planet to the point where there was, like, only a resistance band of humans trying to fight against these factory machines because right. the factory machines 
say sometimes like this small group of people has caused problems in our production. And so we need to eliminate them. Right. Right. And that I think is the scary thing that everybody freaks out about is like, you know, terminators are going to come and try to kill us all because yeah, we don't need to be worried about robots with shotguns. No, we need to be worried about Facebook's algorithm. Exactly. Going super intelligent. Exactly. That's, and the thing is that all these artificially intelligent algorithms are just money makers. It's literally, uh, an, uh, uh, what's it, what's the word? It's, it's a non-physical, takes very little resources to actually run it, just, just computer power, and it just creates cash. It's just a cash cow. Cause it's selling products to people better than any human could, and it's just like, it's everywhere, it's prolific, it's in everyone's pocket. You can get a salesman to someone's door, or to someone, you know, across the desk from somebody, probably, what? 12 clients a day may at the most, maybe 15 clients a day you're actually selling to somebody. But if you have a person in someone's pocket saying, buy this, buy this, buy this, buy this, buy this, you're, you're exponentially increasing your gains. So there's no reason to not just pump resources into stronger and stronger artificial intelligence. Right. Um, and so, and there's no governance on it either. No one's sitting back going, Hey, you know what? If you're designing an artificial intelligence, then it needs to have this parameter, this mm. parameter, this parameter, this parameter, so that it doesn't go super intelligent and kill us all. Like, nobody cares. Nobody thinks yeah. it's a real thing. It's all stuff of sci-fi. Yeah. And the reality is that truth is stranger than fiction, and we've always known that. And every time sci-fi comes up with something, it's just a matter of time before the physicists figure out how it's actually a reality and the engineers how to figure out how to make it happen, right? Exactly. And so just because it was an idea back in the day and that it's just the thing of Hollywood, and that, that's what makes people think that it'll never actually happen. But the reality is... Right now, we're on the precipice of, of a yeah. crazy inti- artificial intelligence boom. We essentially have Star Trek phasers in our pocket. The only things they don't do is, like, kill people. But they could. Absolutely. If you t- taped a gun to a phone, you would essentially have a phaser. You, you <laughs> <Truth>. haven't? <laughs> I answer my phone. Hello? Just goes So off. with AI, too, um, like, look at the way... Our American society has broken down because of, I don't want to use the term fake news because it's stupid, fake but news. just <laughs> from Facebook posts that say something completely ignorant, right. it's like, oh, somebody, you know, raped 10 people and it was a Muslim. Do you want Muslims in your country or something stupid like that? Right. And everybody, including people I know who are vaguely conservative, like it because they've been convinced through one stupid graphic that there's a Muslim threat out there and they're terrified of it. Right. And there's no accountability from where that came from. And there's absolutely no source credited. But the scary thing is people who are liking that don't need that to be credited. They don't care. They're willing to like it anyways. So if all of a sudden, and so like maybe Russians did something to get Trump elected or maybe, you know, uh, conservative sources are just, putting fake news out there. Liberal people are putting the fake news out there. Whatever. Lizard people. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Reptilians. What's going to do a better job? What's going to do a better job (laughs) at turning a public opinion from machine-related sources than a machine itself? Right. Have a machine kneel during the national anthem. (laughs) Then we'll get rid of them. So so some people um, think that, you know, that that we might have... (laughs) Sorry. And a generally intelligent super intelligence among us now. Uh, I think so. Have they said they've turned on quantum computers? Yes. They've opened up realms with the CERN machine. Yeah. I'm so glad you brought that up. (laughs) Okay. 
Sorry. Rabbit trail. No, but it's like one of my favorite things to talk about right now. If, if stuff has happened that has harmed the space time and reality, it's already, it's already been well, done. Here, so here's the thing. It's already been qu- switched on. About quantum computers, right? So they're insanely powerful. And the reason that they're powerful, this is from the CTO of D-Wave Computers, which is the, the company that makes these quantum computers right, right now. From the CTO, chief technological officer, he says these quantum computers access alternate realities and they use the computers in the alternate realities to make, to do the equations. <laughs> That's crazy. Right? So, so here's the thing is he's using an analogy, right? To explain quantum probability. So it's not really alternate realities. At least that's not what he's trying to get across. But he said alternate realities. Yeah, so and he like, said that in a, a public. <laughs> it's sphere. something that's in a what do you call it? A super state or a uh, double yeah, state it's or called something? A, oh gosh, what is it called? It's a thing uh, that's in two su- places. Superposition. Superposition. Yeah. yeah. So there's something that's existing in two places at the same time. Right. Right. So a typical computer, silicon-based computers, ones and zeros, right? Binary code. Mm-hmm. One, one, zero, zero, one, one, zero, one, 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 whatever. You know, a quantum computer. So every interval in a, in a typical computer is a bit, right? Four bits is a nibble. No joke is what it's called. Eight bits is a byte, right? Then you get a thousand bit. A thousand bytes is a megabyte. And then a thousand megabytes is, or sorry, a thousand bits kilobyte, a thousand kilobytes megabyte, gigabyte, terabyte, blah, 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 right? Googleplex. Yeah. A Google, a Googleoplex of bytes. Um, now a qubit is interesting because it has one and zero. And then it also, cause it uses particles that exist in probabilities. It has one, zero, one and zero at the same time or neither. Yeah. It's something other than a one and a zero that we've never seen before. Like it's like, it doesn't have to be a one or a zero. Right. And so because of that, it, it exponentially, um, increases its computing power with every bit by four. Right. So it's really, really, really insanely powerful. And we've got, you know, D-Wave has a quantum computer that is up to 4,200-something qubits. Oh, gosh. Right? You've already broken a hole in reality. Right. This it's thing, already been torn over. This thing has the computing power of 7 billion human brains. 7 yeah. billion. That's every... Well, now we have 9 billion people on the planet, but it's almost every human on the planet. One computer can think that with that much... Uh, computing power. So, and from what I understand, listening to a few conspiracy theory podcasts, <laughs> nah, 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 um, that, that, that 4,000 bit computer, qubit computer was designed with artificial intelligence. It was designed with general intelligence to learn. Like that's how they started it. Hmm. And so we, we've got the building blocks for a super intelligent, generally intelligent artificial intelligence. So, which leads me to the Mandela. Is anyone else's nipples hard? Because I'm so, I finally get to fight an alternate version of myself. It's going to happen. <laughs> I'm going oh, to, I hope he had a past self. He's like, I had a good life, Mom. Not me. And I just get to <laughs> beat on him. And then, then you get to kill him and then take over his life and his reality. And then, right? and then you have the six reality. figure income. <laughs> I will destroy, I will burn his life to the ground. Mm. Yes. Oh. So Mandela effect. Mandela effect. If you're if you're not familiar with what the Mandela effect is, it's named after Nelson Mandela, mm. right? The uh, president of South Africa, I think, was his uh, president and political <laughs> prisoner and right, several right, right. other things. So there's a significant portion of the world's population that remembers vividly that Nelson Mandela died in prison, right? Right. Um, there is a significant portion of the 
populate world's population that remembers accurately that Nelson Mandela was released from prison and went to become the president of South Africa. Yes. So there's this discrepancy in the public memory of what actually happened, right? That's called the Mandela effect. Now there's tons and tons of examples of the Mandela president, effect. Yeah, president, South Africa. Yeah. So tons of examples. For example, just these are just more... Um, Berenstein Bears. Uh, yeah, right, right. The, the Berenstein Bears. Right. These are kind of arbitrary examples, but they're they're consistent. Yeah. So the Berenstein Bears never existed. It's the Berenstain Bears with an A. Yes. Right. The movie Shazam, where Sinbad was a genie. Remember that movie? We don't. You, you don't. don't. I do. You do. Yeah, you do, and I don't. If you never existed. I remember the movie where Shaq. I remember that Kazam. one too. That's, That's Kazam. Kazam, yeah. Kazam exactly. with Shaq. That movie does exist. Yeah. I know. Shazam with Sinbad doesn't. I don't remember any movie with Shaq. My, exactly. I my know. alternate guy showed me the movie. He gave it to me this week. With Seth, <laughs> Seth so. and I Seth have too. often. So there's two things that happen, though. You ever notice I used to be right-handed, Shell? <laughs> Seth and I you used to drink with your right hand all the time. <laughs> Seth and I have had this Mandela effect thing a lot, where it's almost always Seth and I are the only one that remember yes. a thing. And then as we expand out into the world, we realize there's a select few other people who remember a thing. Yeah. But it turns out this was a different case. It was just like misremembering. Right. So we thought James Earl Jones, or I thought James Earl Jones was dead after Mufasa, after he voiced Mufasa mm-hmm. until about 2010 or something and like that. And you saw him. I thought <laughs> he was dead the whole time. Yeah. And then I realized he voiced the new in the, in the new prequels of the stupid. Anyways, um, also like we saw a bunch of movies mm-hmm. that nobody else in the world saw. No one else liked. Um, or saw. you know, things like that. But the difference between that and what would be considered the Mandela effect is there's a massive amount Mass, of people yeah. approaching 50% yeah. that remember it differently. differently. Correct. Yeah. So, like, one of the main tests that is, you know, given for this whole phenomenon is the color chartreuse. Seth, what color is chartreuse? Isn't it a form of purple? Uh, Sean, what color is chartreuse? So, I... You listened to the episode. <laughs> I did not listen to this episode, yes. but I have two different versions of chartreuse. I had pink hair in high school, mm-hmm. and I was told as it was fading that that was a shade of chartreuse, okay. a purpley type of thing. Okay. But then recently in life, I've been confronted with the fact that apparently in this current reality, chartreuse is a greenish It's color. lime green. But like half of all people think chartreuse is like maroon burgundy. Yes. Yeah. Super so weird. I have too. Super weird. Um, let's see. What's another one? Crocodile Dundee. You guys have seen that movie? Yeah. You know? I. When he gets uh, held up by the gangster with the knife, he's like, that's not a knife, and pulls it out. Yeah. That's a knife. Yeah. What does he say? He says, he says that's not a knife. This is a knife. What yeah. does he say, Sean? That's a knife. That's a knife. Oh. It's th- I remember this is a knife, not that's a knife. Okay, so these are arbitrary examples, but there's people cataloging these. The ear? Yeah. There's <laughs> people uh, cataloging these, you know, to, to, the, to the cows come home just like forever. And there's a, there's a whole lot of them. You can look them up, just Mandela effects. Yes. Um, but the really scary ones are, and there's this guy, Rob Shelsky, um, who's like an expert on Mandela Effect and writes books about it. And he's on a bunch of podcasts. You can listen to his stuff. Um, but he talks about these land masses that have disappeared from the face of the earth. So you can look at these maps from like the 40s and 50s. And they've got these 
big islands. Like there's one off the coast of Australia. I think it's the southwestern coast of Australia. And it's big enough to have a population of people. It's like the size of New Zealand. And it's gone. Mm. Used to be there, and it is gone. There's another um, island off the coast of France um, that was called Sandy Island. And it existed on maps until 2012. And only recently did people go there to go find it. And it was gone. It was just totally gone. Really? Like it had never existed. Really? And it wasn't that it sank. It wasn't that the ocean rose, you know, because of climate change. It was just gone. Which is really, really bizarre. Another thing that had happened was there is a, a coin that was found in New Mexico, right? Um, and yeah, I heard about this. The coin, right? It says, it says, uh, it says in another language, it says New Germany on the coin. Mm-hmm. And it's from the year, wait for it, 2030. Yes. 2030. We, I mean, we don't, there's no explanation for that. Other than somebody minted a coin just for the fun of it that said New Germany from 2030. That's the type of dick move I would do. <laughs> right? <laughs> Seth, too, would do that shit. <laughs> Seth, too. Um, and then there's other situations where these archaeologists have opened up, like, old sarcophaguses and, like, you know, ancient burial Egyptians and this and found, like, wristwatches inside. And they've literally never been cracked right, open right, for right. thousands of years, and they find this stuff. And so there's these huge discrepancies about time and about space and about what is and what isn't. And there's a lot of theories and guesses about why that is. Um, quantum computers is one of them. That's, that's the segue to the Mandela effect. Oh, really? Yeah. That yeah. kind of screwed up the fabric of reality. and Right. Well, so the the way that a quantum computer works is that it's either one or zero, right? That's our reality. Mm-hmm. Or it's one one and zero at the same time, which just means it's got two realities that it's working with. It's working with a reality where one is one and zero, zero is, one. is either one or zero, Yeah, right? And so now it's uh, existing in superposition, so it's doing the same computation uh, inversely at the same time, right? Which is, I mean, racks my brain. I can't actually understand how that works, but I know that that's how it works. It's how they describe it, at least. And then you've got the the fourth reality where it's not only one or zero, but it's also neither. Neither. Right? Yeah. And so every bit is opening up two... No, no. Yeah, yeah. Two alternate realities. Right? And potentially more, depending on that fourth interval. Right? Yes. And so now we've got a computer, several of these things, that are... That have 4,000 <laughs> bits... So for 4,000 qubits, it's opening up four parallel realities, which means, I mean, 16,000 per computation. Yes. Which, how many computations does it do in a second? Probably thousands or millions. I mean, who knows, right? This thing's so powerful. So some people are theorizing that every time this thing does a computation, it's just mashing all these realities together. Yeah. And so it's changing the past. It's changing the future. It's just changing stuff all over the place. You know, bringing relics from the future to the past, whatever. Um, and physics, you know, uh, particle physics would, especially quantum physics, would corroborate this in that in particle physics or quantum yeah. physics, time is not relevant to how the, the mathematics work in particle physics. You can do, you can do the, uh, the, the equations forward and backward, right? They, they work either way. Yeah. Um, time is irrelevant because on that scale, time is, it's just irrelevant, right? It's, it's not, it's not present enough to change anything for quantum rival right. stuff. Um, and so, so 
you can have stuff in the future affecting the past. It's causality, they call it. You can have stuff from the fact that past affecting the future, which is normal. That's normal relative theory. But then you also have, in quantum theory, you've got the stuff from the future that happens before the past. I can't explain it. I'm laying it No, it's here. making sense to me. I just you don't know, trust Sean now. Sean, Seth keeps staring no, at me down. Your mother. Thinking I'm Sean too, but I'm Sean one. Your, your mother Are took you? us to Tahoe. Would you know? We went to the beach and immediately found certain objects. Did we A, go on adventure? B, turn them into swords and fight? Or C, something else? What, what happened? Sean from Earth One, allegedly. Both. <laughs> and neither. <laughs> We never went to the beach. I was too drunk. <laughs> How old um, were you when you, you were this drunk? Seth, uh, we were eight, nine. And right. it was a good, no, it was 12, 13. We did, it was both. We started we hitting each other with fight. sticks and then yeah, your mom awesome. got mad and we went up the mountain and hid. I remember Tom Hill had a sword and we had stronger swords and his sword broke and he was really sad and it ruined the whole day. What? Okay, sense. here's something only this Sean would know. <laughs> okay. What game did I ruin for Tom Hill? Because I beat it on the hardest ending. Chrono Trigger. Okay. Yeah. What do you call it in Trump. your world? <laughs> Trigger Chrono. Oh, got you. <laughs> Trono Trigger. He's all chronological adventure. <laughs> um, so an interesting thing happened recently. Not that this affected the current state of what may be all these alternate realities right. swirling around. Right. But the attention was brought to me. Which you could say by observing it, maybe I did affect it. I the attention was right. It wasn't brought to your attention, Earth 2, no, Sean? it's attention. The attention of it was brought to me. Mm -hmm. And it is this. We recently had an actual photo, well, a color-changed photo of a black hole. A yeah. real black yeah, hole. Yeah, absolutely. It was published. Yeah, the Event Horizon Telescope. Yeah, and it looked the way that models of the black hole said it would look, right. which surprises me because usually scientists aren't that good at sciencing and they're almost always wrong. They're like, hey guys, <laughs> sugar and flour, that's good for you and it won't affect your body composition <laughs> at all and you can just eat as much as you want and Seth won't judge you for it. Yes. That turned out to be wrong. Oh, it was <laughs> all wrong because I did. Did scientists many, say that? Sean. Yes, many scientists said that. <laughs> many of so, my scientist friends told me to eat donuts. The the crazy thing that happened, the science literally was adopted by the U.S. government and the food pyramid was created based on that science and the food pyramid was completely 180 degrees out, 100% wrong. And I followed that food pyramid. Seth. You ate a loaf I tried of bread every day. <laughs> I did trusted. because I thought the grains were important. They and were the I base of the pyramid. You. Anyways, we see the black hole and the black hole is exactly how they predicted and the shape of the black hole, it's not a circle, it's not a big dark circle, but it's a black hole as if you were seeing it not from straight on, but at an angle. And so it's kind of like a semicircle, and then the circle kind of flattens out. Uh -huh. And that flat area is actually the effect of when you see a black hole from not a straight on angle, you're actually seeing... The like corona, or I don't know what it is, some kind of energy that comes off. The I, black I know hole what you're talking about. Thing. Okay, and you're actually seeing the back side of it, right? When you're looking straight into it, right? Because time and space is bent, yeah, based on the crazy violence of a black hole. That when you look at it, you are not looking. I mean, you're looking straight at it, but what you're seeing is 
the backside. And I don't, if time mm. and space works that way, you're where looking you can right see out that of back, it, you're seeing right the backside. That, right at that trunk. <laughs> if you can see the trunk while looking straight at the hood, if you could only <laughs> imagine. Oh, yes. <laughs> imagine how <laughs> the future, looking into the future, can affect the past. Or right, right. the well, future time, could affect the past. The crazy thing it's about a gonna be black hole is on the event horizon, time freezes. From an outsider's perspective. Yes. Right? So time yes. is completely relevant to the observer. Um, we know that. That's consistent with Einstein's theory of relativity. And yeah. Which is also amazing. Oh, How did so he crazy. know? How did he find out? Math. It's uh, all about math. I thought math is crazy. Quantum computing. No. Actually, Einstein uh, didn't come up with quantum theory. He was before quantum theory. Quantum theory came out after to explain things that we were discovering after the theory of relativity was breaking down oh, really? on smaller levels, yeah. So quantum theory explains some of the particle physics and things like that. But anyway, but yeah, um, when when something enters into a black hole, according to the math, right? It's not like we've watched this happen. No one's ever caught this on video right. or anything like that. But according to the math, when something enters into a black hole on the event horizon, it freezes because the light gets stuck right at that edge there. It can't come back to you and it go and I forget exactly how they explain it, but essentially what you would see is someone entering into a black hole for the rest of eternity. It would just stay right there. Yeah, it would never, never go in. From, from their perspective, they've gone in, they're, they're gone, right? It's over for them. They're spaghettified and turned mm-hmm. into a bunch of protons. But, um, but for us, we would just see their spaceship or their person or whatever just sitting there right on the edge of a black hole, never going in, and we don't know why. Um, and it's because the gravity of the black hole is so much that it sucks the light back in. So you don't get to see the moments in time after they cross that event horizon. It right, just sort right. of seems like they're crossing it eternally. And apparently it lenses. Yeah. So depending on your angle, you're seeing different shades or different uh, frames of that time. Right. And so even going weird. backwards, potentially. Right. And so which gravity, is crazy. Gravity is like the ultimate dimension, right? Like, so we've got space and yeah, we've got, Space and time, right? So three dimensions of space, one dimension of time. It's five, four dimensions. Fifth dimension being gravity. That's the in and out dimension. So you've got, you mm. know, left to right, forward to back, up and down. That's all space. Mm-hmm. Then you've got, then you've got time, which is, uh, onward, past, future past. Mm-hmm. And then you've got gravity in and out, right? So gravity sucks in and then anti-gravity pushes out, right? Mm. Um, and, uh, or I should say compresses and decompresses, right? Um, and that's like our, our fifth dimension or what they're kind of like working with right now. It's when you see a tesseract that's like a cube inside yeah. of a cube. That's what that's trying to explain is those lines that go from the And they're all 90 to- degrees, even though they don't look like it. <laughs> right, exactly. But that's the, that's the, that's what it is. It's trying to explain the, the reality of something, something with a certain area becoming something smaller and more dense. That's gravity that pulls it in, right? Right. Anyway, point being is gravity defines everything else. Time is based on gravity. The the space is based on gravity. It's all gravity. Like the only thing that the only reason that our like planet holds us to the Earth is obviously because of gravity, and it rotates around the sun because of gravity. And unless you're a flat earther, to my next mm. point. Um, <laughs> but um, gravity is like the ultimate dimension. It like controls everything else, including time itself. Super bizarre, man. When you try to think about black holes and stuff like that, I'm super excited for that. Have you heard of the halo drive? Yes. So dope. So cool. <laughs> so brief explanation for the listeners. Halo drive is um, a space is a, it's an engine for a spaceship that shoots a laser beam around a black hole to a receiving panel that would essentially um, uh, shoot the spaceship in the opposite direction. So it uses light 
flung around a black hole. Yeah, it's just bouncing off. It's bouncing off the thing and barely propelling it forward with photons, basically. Right. Photons. Insane. But coming off of a black hole, those photons are coming out pretty fast. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So, anyway, pretty cool. Um, anyway, what were we talking about? Flat Earth, I think we're on. No, we were, we were still in Mandela Effect. Oh, yeah, Mandela Effect. And I was saying that it's actually, it's not easy, but... I can see how it would be possible future how the past, future yeah. could affect the past if you're able – if you do some of that weird black hole stuff. Right, you right. Know, you flip we, it around We find backside. out very easily, very fastly, as soon as you kind of just expand your horizons a little bit and start to think about black holes and all that crazy crap, like time is totally relative and so – and causality is relative. Things – when you get to relativistic speeds, like close to the speed of light and stuff like that, things happen after – uh, or before the causes, like from a mathematics standpoint, like, and that's where Einstein's theory of relativity started to get really weird is towards relativistic speeds of light and stuff like that is like, it's cause, cause light, what's really interesting about light is it travels at one speed. It's like the cosmic speed limit, right? Never get, you can never get faster than light and light never slows down. And so the, the way that, unless you're Chuck Missler, <laughs> the way that, the way that it was, it's, it's kind of a good analogy is say you're standing in the back of a truck, right? Driving down the road at 50 miles an hour mm-hmm. and you throw a football off the front of that truck. Done it. Okay. How fast do you, how fast can you throw a football, Seth? Oh gosh, not that fast. 42 uh, miles an hour. Yeah, sure. Okay. Miles so if you're traveling in a truck going 50 miles an hour and you throw a 42 mile an hour fastball off the front of that truck, you've got a 92 mile an hour ball, correct? Right. 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 Now, if you're driving on the back of that truck going 50 miles an hour and you throw a 42 mile an hour fastball off the back of the truck, mm. fastballs are baseball. I don't know. Yeah, that's, yeah, baseball. that's baseball. Fastballs are baseball. Just goes to show my fastball. knowledge of sports. A good spiral <laughs> football would be a good spiral. Okay, yeah. Let's say you throw a 42 mile fast football off the back of the 52 mile an hour truck. Mm-hmm. How fast is that ball going? It's like eight. Eight miles an hour forwards, even though you threw it backwards. Quick math. Right? Light doesn't work that way. Light would be like if you threw a 42 mile an hour fast football off the front, it's going to go 42, even though it's going 50 miles an hour before. And if you throw off the back, it's going 42, even though it's you're going right. 50 miles an hour right. in that direction. That's how light works. Um, and so, so if you were going 185,000 miles per second, which is the speed of just light. about the speed of light. Causality you breaks threw down. threw a ball. Yeah, it's everything stretches so that you can't break that rule. Right. So th- everything, space stretches exactly around the speed of light. So So things happen before they're supposed to, right? Like... You have, you have the causes of things happen before the events. Yeah. Because it all happens at the same time at the speed of light when you get to relativistic speed. So once you get there and you start to think about that stuff, it's like, oh, well, time is completely relative. The future and the past are non distinct. They're just, they're just like, uh, emergent phenomenons from matter and gravity and, you know, space. I, I think I thought of another Mandela effect. Like, if, if you think, cause there was a whole, some people remember Berenstein, some people remember Berenstein. There is a good portion of America that knows or believes black people are human and a portion that don't. And that's crazy. <laughs> that's just called like, where, racism. Where does that come from? Like, I remember them being human, but other people go, no, they're not. And they remember it totally Yeah, that's weird. I remember the Constitution saying <laughs> we are oh. created <laughs> yeah. superior to other, right? Yeah. See, some people go, <laughs> like, I remember the KKK is bad, but some go, they weren't. Yeah. That's... And that's interesting. Some or people said, racist. <laughs> I, yeah, recently, some people were like, the Jews will not replace us. Yeah. But the Jews were never trying to replace no. them. Why were they coming up with that? Berenstain <laughs> fake news. What <laughs> happened at my ninth birthday, Sean? Ninth birthday. When we ate the cherry pie? I think you became nine. 
Do we eat cherry Nailed pie? It. And Drew no. Grifter? Blueberry oh, pie. Oh, it was cherry pie, was it? Earth 2, Sean. <laughs> oh, no! It was cherry pie. Um, you so, weren't okay. at my ninth birthday, Sean. Back to the Mandela effect. These quantum computers are working in these superpositions, super, what, position, yeah, superposition states, dealing with, you know, it's, it's, it's dealing in alternate realities, but maybe not actually opening up. It, some people think that these computers are actually creating... You didn't used to have alternate realities until you switched these things on. Right. And now it's creating alternate realities just by existing, right? And right. doing computations. Um, but it's it's doing computations in probabilities. So it's saying, if it was this, then it would be that. But if it was also this, it would be this thing, other thing. Mm-hmm. But it's doing those computations at the same time, which is what's sort of causing these alternate realities. That is causing an issue between causality where you have things happening before they're supposed to and that's where you're getting into the speed of light and all that crazy stuff and so that's where a lot of people think the mandela effect is coming from these quantum computers some people think the mandela effect is coming from time travelers right so like if if time is completely relative then any time in the past or future whenever a time traveler whenever someone invents time travel it affects all of past and future because sure. you now all time is open to them somebody right? stepped on the butterfly exactly so the butterfly effect could have made the berenstain bears into the, or the berenstain bears into the berenstain bears right just on these quantum probabilistic levels like if 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 the electron of the of the atom you know in Seth's earlobe was it went from position one to position two? How does that affect the rest of reality? We don't know. But if every atom's doing that and all these different probabilities are um, acting out in different ways, then maybe someone decided stain instead of steam. Like, we don't know. How about Febreze? Remember how Febreze is spelled? Febreze. Is Spell it F-E- just F E B R E Z E? No. What? Yeah. F E B R E Z E. It's like Febreze. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's super weird. I don't remember that at all. It's it a breeze in there, though. It's a breeze. It's a Febreze, you know? Aww. It's a fabric breeze. I mean, that's exactly what I how I remember it, but it's yeah. not. And there's like, so like, you know, people go, oh, that's super arbitrary. That's stupid. Everyone's just remembering it differently. But it's like, well, you know, if you're thinking about things on probabilities and at the quantum scale, like, we don't know how much those particles actually affect our overall reality. Maybe if you have, you know, a thousand years in the past, some quantum particles in position two instead of position three, then maybe we've that actually ripples out, you know, because it's not just that one particle, it's every other particle in that reality that's combining with ours, and some are canceling out and some aren't, you know, and so now Febreze is Febreze. So <laughs> we've explained for years that the synoptic gospels have small differences, mm-hmm. um, and we just say this is based on the perception of the author. Yeah. One author noticed this, the other author didn't care about the third guy over sure. there. Um, but could it be possible that even, even the sovereign and unchangeable, un inerrant John Word of God Cena. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, could be could be experiencing some Mandela effect. Yeah. I mean if time travelers did go back mm-hmm. and do that. So do you remember and I actually misquoted the Bible last the first time I was on this podcast. <sighs> Yeah, I gotta own that one. Just say, oh, I was, it was NLT. It was, it was Mandela effect as well. All this. So, do you remember a verse in the Bible where it says the lion will lay down with the lamb? Yes. Doesn't exist. No, it's not. It says the wolf will lay down with the lamb. Wait, really? Yeah. So I think it's Ezekiel, right? It, yeah, and it goes, eventually it lists some other predators, but doesn't say the lion and the, will lay down. Wait, the really? Lion. Are you guys serious? Absolutely I'm serious. serious. I feel like I just read that Someone last argued year. this yeah. with me. They said the lion will lay down me? with the lamb, and I'm like, no, he won't. And they go, no, it's in there. I'm like, 
No way. I thought, no, see, this I is was really convinced weird. that the lion and the lamb passage was in Revelation. I feel like I've read it before. Yeah, no, that's what I think. Yeah, but it's not. First of all, it's in Ezekiel, I think. Pretty sure it's Ezekiel. And second, it's the wolf, not the lion. There's no passage in the Bible that says the lion's going to lay down with the lamb. Dude, that's freaking me out right now because what? I swear, I just right. read that when I went through it last Oh, is that here? Isaiah 35. Isaiah, not right. Ezekiel. One of those Z ones. Yeah, maybe another. Z-sounding. Maybe another I know universe. Z-Germans. 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 The Nuevo Germans. The New Germans from 2030, they changed the Bible so that it's wolves. It says, Sean, so it says... Dude, this is crazy. All right, so this is... It just, and I get why people get confused, but, um, all right. ESV, uh, oh, that's another, oh, that's. Just see, type in the wolf. They're mixing point. stuff. Yeah. I blame the time travelers. The message. It's, you know what it is? It's the, it's the Illuminati. They figured <laughs> out time travel. They went back and changed lion to wolf so that we'll trust the predators, the mm. wolves of the church, right? And they're going to slowly change the Bible. Ooh, dang. One word at a time. See what C.S. Lewis has to say about this. Yeah, I yeah I did Google it, and Dude, it went to a verse? different search. You know why? Because other people had associated another verse, and because so many people did, it went. Nope, that's what most people are doing. Where is so it? It's using its artificial intelligence to oh, screw me up. Uh, oh, Sean. So it says the wolf shall dwell with the lamb, and mm-hmm. the leopard shall lie down with the young goat, mm-hmm. and the calf and the lion and the fattened calf together, and a little child shall lead them. So. It, wow. Yeah. yeah. And that's that, the one I remember. That too. was the verse I knew. So when someone said the lion will lay down with the lamb, I'm like, no, it, it's because here's the thing. In our church, we had a picture and there was a wolf in it. I went, no, it's a wolf. They go, no, I've read the Bible, Seth. They go, see, oh, I, read the Bible too. see, I, no. here's the thing, Seth. In my church growing up, it was a lion and a lamb together, not yeah, a wolf. Me too. I remember seeing on the, the- wall. Painting on the wall. Really? Yeah. Ours had a wolf. Okay. I remember the seeing... The preschool at Grace Church is called Lion and Lamb Preschool. Lion and yeah. Lamb. I remember seeing the felt things where you kind of attach mm-hmm. the felt, and it was a lion and a lamb. There was never a wolf. Wolves so, are bad. Yeah. You always shoot the wolf. That's crazy. Isn't that bonkers? You know lions aren't just that's these sweethearts weird. all the time either. They yeah, can I know. I, I'm too. saying that. You ever gambled with one? Wolves are... Jerks. Cheers. Wolves are... Big jerks. I mean, are you telling the truth or... They eat you. Are you lying? <laughs> <laughs> I should have seen that coming. Oh. That, oh, never mind. Do I feel like a horse's patoot? Dang, oh. I just got mandela hard. <laughs> you did. So, oh, okay. That is actually freaking me out right Isn't now. Isn't that weird? Okay, so let's move to flat earth. I've said that. I've said heresy. Yeah, me too. Well, Dang it's not it. technically heresy. It's still, you know, pretty much right, but. It's kind of, uh. No, you've taught heresy, just not that. You've taught other <laughs> stuff, remember? Yeah, yeah, you definitely have. But, okay, let's move on to flat earth theory, because I feel like yes. that's the last place we need to go, and I feel like it kind of wraps up all this crazy stuff. So, flat earth. What do you guys think about flat earth? First of all, I would say this, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm Sean, too, and I don't even know it, but... Oh, no, you are. I think there's a very strong case that the Hebrew understanding of how the... Earth and space and and uh, the heavens beyond works would be not necessarily a flat Earth, but a more disc-like Earth on a yeah. toidal that had, that had heaven upwards and other things downwards, mm-hmm. and it's not a sphere, and there's not an atmosphere that goes all the way around. Right, the atmosphere right. stops at some point, and the 
at the at the end point of the atmosphere, there's like a sheet of ice that's protecting us. Yeah. So the entire flat Earth theory was developed by a fundamentalist Christian. Mm-hmm. Who, oh, really? Yeah, yep. Who oh. read the Bible and saw all this stuff, the firmament and the Earth, and you know, Sheol, the the place below the Earth, and all this kind of stuff, and was like, oh. The Bible says that the earth is flat, therefore it must be true. Therefore, there must be this crazy conspiracy trying to convince us that the earth is round. And we don't know why, but it is a conspiracy and we need to fight it, you know. Because liberals. Yeah, because of liberals. Those, yeah. But I'm saying that I think that there was an ancient Hebrew before whoever this guy is. Oh, yeah. There was already an ancient Hebrew understanding that the earth was flat. Yes, absolutely. That's what they believed. Okay. 100%. And they believed that stars were angelic beings, right? So they didn't believe that stars were far off solar systems, you know, or or galaxies, depending on, you know, which ones you're looking at. But they didn't think that at all. That's why when when um calls Lucifer... Uh, the morning star, mm-hmm. the brightest star yeah, in the, the sky, star. is not because they were using stars as an analogy to explain um, the glory of an angel. Is that he? They literally thought that that was him. Mm. He was up there. Yeah, that's yeah. the guy. You know. And um, when it calls um, in Jude, it says that um, these false teachers are like wandering stars. So the wandering stars were the, were the planets, right? So you would look up into the night sky and you'd see all these stars that were fixed in place. These are other solar systems and uni- and uh, sorry galaxies. Consistent and with the rest of the night sky. Exactly. They would always. never move. I mean, they yeah. would move across the sky, but they wouldn't. They would move in unison, right? And yeah. then you'd have these other stars, quote unquote, um, in their perception. See, we call them stars because we're English. Right, modern English speakers. They didn't use the word star. They used the, I don't remember what the Hebrew word is, but it was this. Yeah, kishka. You got the schmutz on the kishka, right? Um, exactly. <laughs> you told um, me it was floop floop John. <laughs> so, um, so they would see these these lights in the sky, and they and they thought they were angelic creatures, right? And we only call them stars in our Bible because we know better nowadays. You know, I've shot at angelic. them with my gun. I don't trust them. <laughs> So the wandering stars are planets, right? Because they don't move in unison with the rest of the night sky. Right, right, right. They move in orbit around our sun, and so therefore they kind of rebel against the movement of the rest of the angels for them. And so, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah. So they had the wandering stars in the sky, and those represented the angels that kind of like fell from from God. They were the Elohim, the other, the the members of the divine council in Psalm eighty-eight. You know the they. They said the God, you know, Yahweh is the God of gods, right? He's the he's the chief Elohim among El- among other Elohim's. Um, so these other Elohim's, members of the divine council, they were these wandering stars that kind of totally blew it and fell away and you know rebelled against Yahweh. Anyway, that was their theory, and so it wasn't that it wasn't that we were a globe, you know, flying at a thousand miles an hour around this you know heliocentric model of the solar system. It was that we were a, a, a disc like plane. Where the, the, it was like an iceberg, right? So you've got, well, kind of yeah. like an inverse iceberg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you have the disc up here. I'm doing hand motions for the listeners and I'm, you know, I, yeah. I apologize. You're not able to see all this, but Sean will understand what I'm saying. So you've got this disc up here and then it comes down to a point at the bottom. At the very bottom is Sheol, the place of the dead, right? Yeah. And then on the edge of the disc, the firmament begins and it goes up into the sky and then up above the firmament is the, all the angelic beings that are longing to look into the earth where the gospel is being preached and taking place and God's hand is at work. And then some of those angelic beings got jealous of God's work and they, you know, God's work with humans and they fell from grace and they um, became went, Nephilim. Yeah, they became, well, they, you know, came down to the earth and, you know, got dirty with some of the human ladies and made Nephilim. Um, the but, Greek sorry, word sorry. is humpy dumpy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so that's, that was their perception of the world was a disc like sort of plane 
you know, where um, there was a firmament that separated our earth from the heavens, right? The, the heavens above the heavens, right? You got the sky and then the firmament and then God's area above that. That was sort of the Jewish interpretation of how the world worked. Um, so it wasn't until Bruno in, gosh, I don't remember what year, but it was right before Galileo that the heliocentric model, model became a thing. We actually talked, to this, talked about this the first podcast we recorded. Mm-hmm. They, burned, they burned Bruno at the stake. The Catholic Church did. Yes. Um, for suggesting a heliocentric model as opposed to a, a flat earth model. Um, crazy. Actually, you know what? I think they were at Globe. because I think it was post-Christopher Columbus. But they were still oh, Earth-centric. Really? They thought the sun revolved around the Earth. So heliocentric was the big change for Bruno. Hey, but anyway. Is it Jiffy Peanut Butter or Jif? Jif. Jiffy. It's J-I-F. Jif. There, are you serious? I'm not joking. There's no such thing as Jiffy. This is so oh, you know what? This is This has Seth 2 written all over you're Seth, too. I'm Sean, too. We can be friends again. I have killed Seths across 500 worlds, and I am friends with no one. So when Mike asked me if I've ever murdered someone, I wasn't lying, just not from this world. Jeez. Mm. Yeah. So, okay. <laughs> so, wait, is it when you look at an animated photo online, is it a GIF or a GIF? GIF. GIF. <laughs> you go first. I already said GIF. GIF. GIF, really? Yeah. Seth's you look dumb. at GIFs online? Seth's dumb. Don't at Christmas, at I'll give you a GIF. interchange format? Graphics, yes. Giraffics. At Christmas, I'll give you a, a GIF. This is my GIF <laughs> to you. Here. It's GIF. I'm sorry, guys. Oh, God. Like, I know it, here's, here's right the reality. I know it should be GIF, but it's GIF. <laughs> oh, God. Um, okay, so, Brutal. so the point is... Ancient Israelites, yes, they had a flat earth model of, I love how you have a globe right there. That's awesome. I know, that's good. Um, put it on the table. You should, just for the sake of, you know, our beautiful blue marble that we live on. Um, so the ancient Israelites definitely believed in a, like a, a flat earth-ish disc-like, um, object. I want to see if that landmass is on here. <sighs> nope. That's crazy. Right here should be a big island. Really? Yep. It's not there. Craziness. Wow, dude. That's a fairly new globe. Yeah, well, that makes sense, because the Illuminati fixed it. <laughs> um, so, um, so anyway, so in the Flat Earth model, you've got um, the North Pole in the center, right? Um, that's where Santa Claus lives. And then you've got a big expanse of water. Um, and in that water is the continents that we live on. And on the outer rim is Antarctica. Right. Right. That surrounds it like yeah. a big wall. Like a big ice like wall. Like a hedge. Right. And so if you get far enough into Antarctica or what would be like the ice wall, then you eventually just run into the firmament, which is the, the dome above the yes. flat earth. Right. Um, but you've got a lot of ice to get through to get there. Um, and so the, the conditions get harsher and harsher as you get farther and farther out. And what flat earthers would say, some flat earthers would say, I don't want to misrepresent, is that that's intentional by the designers to keep you away from the firmament. Yes. Because right. you could break out. Right. Right. Well, you know, we couldn't break out. That's the thing. But we would all kill each other if we knew we were trapped in here. Oh, really? This is all a big oh, experiment. Oh, I've not heard that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Like in a simulation? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, here, get this. So, okay. You get to the edge. There's a firmament, right? You realize we're all trapped in this big, giant dome, and we can't get out. Um, we've realized somebody's controlling this thing. Now, what if one of these quantum computers turned on and it became super intelligent and decided the best way to handle the human race was to enslave them and put mm. them in a simulation mm. so that it could use our earth for its purposes. 
I see. We used to live on a globe, but now we live in a simulation of a flat Earth. It's all just fake. It's all fake. And Look these, the Matrix. uh, <laughs> these, uh, these, uh, gosh, what's like <laughs> the Mandela's? Those Mandela are, effect. Um, those just are glitches, glitches in the Matrix. Just glitches just in the glitches Matrix. Glitches in the Matrix, baby. Great. We remember, we, were, we remember. Hackers. Last resistance of hackers. Yeah. We remember Globe Earth. We remember it. It's like, I remember Globe Earth had the Berenstain Bears. No yeah. Berenstain Bears. And the artificial intelligence is going, oh, shit, yeah, I should have probably made that one yeah, real. And then we go, I remember Febreze. What the hell, man? And the artificial intelligence is going, man, these humans are smarter than I thought. And so it's going back and editing all this stuff, trying to fix it. Mm, interesting. Interesting. We live in a simulation, which is why quantum physics makes sense. Because if you think about a computer, it exists in ones and zeros. That's the smallest interval. And we have a reality that's based on intervals. So Shackleton, was he trying to get to the firmament or was he what a memory? He's the guy who went through Antarctica, I think, right? Was it? Or, or was well, it that's Pendleton? what I'm saying. Uh, there's, <laughs> another, there's, a, there's another guy. Was that Shackleton I, not it? Dang it. That's going to make me that, so mad. That I'm thinking of, I forget his name. It's like a one syllable word, like rice or something like that. I forget, but mm. bright, bright, brown, brown, brown. I forget. Anyway, Bernstein. He, Bernstein. Yeah. He, he, um, this is totally another topic, but <laughs> he claimed to fly over Antarctica and discover that the Earth was hollow and that inside the Earth was like a tropical like, what? paradise. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait. It's like called hollow Jules Verne type of a... Yeah, just like, just like a beautiful tropical paradise with other aliens. So it's aliens. a sphere, but it's hollow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the crazy thing is that um, with if you've ever looked at like commercial airline flight patterns... Um, none of them go over Antarctica. Ton of them go over the North Pole. That's true. All the time. And it would be faster according to this globe. Right. If you were traveling from our, or Patagonia to Australia or yep. New Zealand to just go just straight to go over straight. the. But you got to take a stop off in South Africa and then do another flight over to Australia. You can't just fly over Antarctica. And, you know, people say, oh, it's because the government, you know, signed this treaty that Antarctica is off limits. And so it's for scientific exploration and preservation of nature. What nature? What nature is down there? Yeah, there's no polar bears, right? Nothing. There's nothing down there. It's just ice. In Antarctica? Antarctica. There's wolverines. (laughs) There's wolves. Lions and lambs. I'm not, I know everyone thinks I'm joking, but there's a specific species of wolverines. Okay, so one species of wolverine is going to mean that no commercial flight can go over Antarctica? Yeah, because they have wings. Yeah. Yeah, Wouldn't it be? The winged wolverines. (laughs) They also have the snow lynx. Look at how small Antarctica is compared to the other places. You just fly right over it. It's like nothing. But this is inaccurate. I know it is inaccurate. Because it'll show Australia this size. And it's actually way no, but bigger. that's accurate. No, because that's a sphere. That is accurate. No, this isn't accurate. No, no this isn't the I mean, actual that's accurate totally size. Accurate, this is this globe is actually Eurocentric. It makes uh, North yeah, America way Australia's bigger. Australia's big. Yeah, a lot of these are actually a different size. No, that should be more accurate than most. Hey, Mike, maps. is GIF an acronym? What's an acronym for Graphics Interchange Format? It is. No, it's Graphics. It's Graphics format. Interchange Format. Yeah. No, it's Graphics. Giraffics. 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 Okay, okay, here's the deal. Here's the deal. You should, for all Wait, intents and purposes, try to change this. for all intents and purposes, you should be able to fly over Antarctica to get from Af- from South America to Australia. That's true. That That's should accurate. be, that should yeah. be a, a bonehead choice. Like, of course, you're going to save money on fuel. You're going to get there faster. Your clients are going to be happier. Like, of course, you're going to fly over Antarctica. But you can't. Why? Because the governments regulate the airspace down there. You're not allowed to fly over Antarctica. Mm-hmm. All governments. That's true. Yes. When you become a, a, a trading, a, what is it called? A tradable 
government, which means that you have ex- exports, imports and exports, right? And you're on the world market. Mm-hmm. You have to sign a treaty that you will not occupy Antarctica. Because it's mine. Why? Why? That is weird. That's the thing. Is like, I'm not a flat earther. I obviously, I'm not a flat earther. However, I, those are questions I don't have answers to. Why do, why can't we go to Antarctica? Why is Antarctica like a no man's zone? Why did the governments decide this? I don't know. It doesn't make any sense to me. It really doesn't. But you can't fly over South, or Antarctica. People do, like, like military flights and things like that. You can even go to Antarctica on a cruise ship as like a touristy thing, but no one's, no one's allowed to traverse it. From, really? from one side to the other. You can't go. There's like a bunch of restricted areas. You can't go across it. Can you go to the South Pole? No, I, I think mean, that's where Shackleton went. I mean, you, you can, you know. But, but it's not real. It's fake. Yeah. Right. That's what they would say. That's what, uh, Flat Earth was. That's here's, interesting. I didn't know. Here's the other that. really interesting thing to me. When did we go to the moon? Do you remember? 1967. I don't know. I was. That's alive. a pretty good guess. I actually don't know either, but I know it's in the 60s. <laughs> I thought it was 63. It might be 67. But the point is, it was in the 60s, right? Seth, Google it. You're detached yeah, from please, this conversation. Please Google it. I was looking up the Antarctica stuff. It came up with, allegedly, the reason why. Yeah. Please when look did up we land on the moon? The moon missions. Moon missions. Okay. So in the 60s, we decided, you know, there's the race to the moon, right? Between the Soviets and the Americans and the, the Chinese, right? We were all trying to get to the moon first. Right. Americans made it, apparently, by stealing the technology from Sputnik. Yeah. We got there. Um... We haven't been back. Why not? Thanks, Obama. Why didn't we go back? We figured it out in the 60s. We haven't been back the once. Entire, I didn't actually no, realize that. The entire mission control room can fit in my iPhone from when it comes to computing power. Sure. And we have not been back to the moon. Is that true? I yes, didn't realize that. we haven't actually. been back. We no. haven't even really left orbit. Like, the ISS is the farthest thing we've got out there, the International Space Station. So, 58, there were seven failed ones. One, two, three, four, five, six in, in 59, failed to orbit. <laughs> A lot of I know failures. Apollo 13, Tom Cru- Tom Hanks was trying to go back. No, it was Tom so Cruise. They tried to land. Was Tom Cruise was in my world, it was Tom Cruise. Yeah, it was too. Val Kilmer was there, and he said <laughs> they were playing volleyball, and they didn't make it. So in but, Apollo 13, they tried to land, had to orbit the moon and come yeah, back. Yeah, and they right? didn't, they weren't able to. Right. But so we've, we they haven't been back to the moon since the original moon missions, since the landing. I didn't realize that. Really? Yeah. And there's no reason why not to. We've got more technology than we had back then. We've got more resources than we have back then. And we haven't gone back. We haven't even explored past the moon when it comes to manned missions. We've only sent, uh, you know, um, satellites rover. and stuff out there. And the, and the, yeah, the Mars rover, right? But if you look at the images from the Mars rover, there are some that are completely fabricated that NASA has approved and put out. There's an image really? that I saw that's just Northern Ireland. It's just an image from the coast of Northern Ireland that they turned red. And it's ex- an exact copy. One from Really? One. Yeah, it's bizarre. And it's from NASA. And it's like, why did they do this? I don't, I mean, I can understand from a, like a power and government standpoint why you would doctor photos and like keep, keep content coming out about space exploration. You know, like we're better than everybody else because we got <laughs> shit out in space and we're winning, you know, and we've got all the space stuff going on. You know, it's like a, it's like people trust you more when, when we're the, the, we're the ones that are pioneering the final 1969 frontier. 1969 know landed on the moon, Apollo 11. What did I say? Did I say 69? That's my favorite <laughs> number. did, you pervert. 22nd of February, 2019, first Israeli privately funded lunar lander mission. Technology demonstration. Um, spacecraft crashed into a lunar surface after main engine failure during descent. Really? 2019? And has the Israeli flag, which was not mentioned in any news reports. You know what I think it is? I stole this from Joe Rogan. Um, 
I think they wanted to have a bunch of photos of the moon, and they were crappy. They maybe got one or two. So they did doctor and make some photos go, hey, we have to make it look like it looks cooler or is better. And I really think they went, but they only had like one or two, maybe three good photos. And they had to keep putting out propaganda and content, like you said. But Buzz Aldrin punched the guy who said the moon landing was fake, remember? And I don't blame him. All right, Antarctica. During the Reagan administration, the administrator of the FFA, Jalen Helms, decided that no twin-engine craft should be permitted beyond 60 minutes from an airfield to which they could divert in case of emergency, making them little better than flying versions of boats before the advent of navigation. However, charter flights are still able to fly over. In layman's terms, that means an aircraft must be within an hour and of airport to land in the event of emergency. This rule is called the Extended Range Operation Two-Engine Airplanes. But some planes can be three- or four-engine planes. It limits which commercial airlines can fly over it. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but, but that's what I'm saying. Like, okay... Oh. Who cares about regulations? Clearly, no corporation cares about regulations. Like, nobody cares. They just do what makes money. And if you're going to be the first person to, like, freaking mine Antarctica for oil, you're going to figure it out. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're going to figure out how to get past those regulations. A New Zealand flight Nobody goes. crashed in Antarctica, killing 257 people. Yeah, against the firmament. Uh, <laughs> smashed right into the wall. I don't I don't know if those people's family are that there's pictures. Yeah, that's brutal. I'm sorry, I the take pictures, it back. The pictures are really disturbing. Uh, okay, hold uh, on. Okay, <laughs> so, I'm, I'm concerned about the moon thing. We haven't been back to the moon. If we haven't been back to the moon, I understand that No manned missions to outer space. Only near Earth orbit, which is ISS. The I want to live Station. under the sea. So, so why not? You know what I'm saying? Like, I agree. Why like, not? Here's the thing. Our population on our planet is growing rapidly. We're going to have too many people on this planet within the next 200 years. We will go extinct if we don't get off of this planet. Right? We got to figure out how to. We need like a Titan AE type of thing. Yes, we do. We need to get something out there where we can put people either onto another planet and terraform it or put colonies, you know, uh, localized colonies on Mars or somewhere, or, you know, like you said, like Titan A, like large space stations that are orbiting the Earth. We need to get something out there quickly, otherwise we're going to be screwed, man. We're going to all die here in, like, a total starvation, famine, like, thirst situation. We're just going to die. We don't have enough resources. But nobody's trying to figure that out. Elon Musk is, or so he says he is. Somebody, who said they were going to do a moon base during this last election? Who was that, that was me. Um, you didn't vote for me. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. There was know. somebody who said that, but they didn't make it. Right. The thing that I'm curious about is um, NASA's funding. This is a, here's a funny anecdote. I had a blog before blogs were called blogs. Do you remember? I had a website, Seth, and you I would post internet my journal. a long time ago. Was it Sean is fat? It was something like no, that? It was, way before, it was like rainforever.net. Yes, I remember. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was uh, a long, You would long talk about how ago. you were worried about me. I would talk about the and, crow and yeah. Yeah, talk about Seth's terrible downward spiral into mm, hate and violence and gangs. So yeah, anyways. Um, I liked it and shared it because I agreed. So... It wasn't popular or anything. Uh, maybe only the people I knew read it. But what happened was one time I put this post. Um, I guess it was really a blog, but it, there was no word for blog back then. And I just put this thing talking about how I felt like, um, because I had just become a Christian, and I felt like uh, the theory of evolution and Darwinianism is clearly 
if it ever was true, it's clearly not true today because we wear things like ties to work or you wear slacks. And those are completely counter evolutionary <laughs> evolutionary right slacks do not protect your genitals it's like less than a 16th of an inch of fabric right right and the genitals are the most important thing yeah, in darwinian your genitals <laughs> or a tie is like something that will choke you to death right like so you get how, it caught in a shredder or something exactly how did a tie how did ties ever become a thing doesn't make any sense. Were they like, hey, let's put like, hey, you see that guy with the noose? noose? Yeah, exactly. That sounds like fun. So let's make that fun was, of him and wear him. That was my theory. And I was, we're alive. I was young and angsty, and I was like frustrated by this whole thing. And then I said something on there. I said, "What have scientists done?" I said, "I lumped all evolutionists with all right. scientists." Yeah. Right, right. And I said, "What have scientists done for you lately? What have scientists ever done?" And I was like, "There's this NASA." headquarters and i think it's somewhere in palo alto or something like that in california and i said you know if i ever am down there the next time i'm down there i'm gonna go see what they're actually doing because i don't feel like they're doing anything Mm -hmm. right i feel like they're completely wasting my money and overfunded and blah 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 and i said something like we haven't done any moon bases or gone to mars or anything cool like that and somebody from somebody who said that they were from nasa and showed me credentials commented on this because it was a guest book. <laughs> Remember guest books on the internet? No. It was a guest book. And, uh. Is that like Angel Fire or something? It, yeah, it was GeoCities. <laughs> or Live Journal? <laughs> it was way before Live Journal. And somebody from NASA said, Hey, I'm from NASA. I take offense to what you're saying. We are completely underfunded. Look at the military funded and funding in comparison to, to the NASA funding. And you'll see that like our endeavors for future space travel have been limited completely by finances, and we're doing amazing things with the tiny amount of finances that we have. Right. And I replied, shut up, stupid. <laughs> Get off my website. Nerd Good version. show. <laughs> Good but anyways, show. it was interesting because he brought up all of this Nerd. stuff, and he said, <laughs> he said, if... Uh, Where's my space rifle, If this dork? space stuff was funded, that we would be way further than where we are. And 20 years later, I don't know how long ago I wrote that, 20 years later, I'm wondering if that's actually true. Because unfortunately, it takes these private companies who are funded by weird, eccentric, to show Scorpio the millionaires. How it's done. Yeah. Right. Uh, to actually do, to actually launch a car in the space. I mean, that's never been done until yeah. apparently Elon Look Musk. Look how terrible well, your government the is, thing is everything. So Elon Musk is, he's, he's pushing a lot of the anti artificial intelligence, not anti artificial intelligence, the artificial intelligence caution out yes. there. He's like a yes. huge voice for that. He's a huge voice for, um, space colonization. He wants to get humans into space in 50 years. Yes. He wants us up there in 50 years. In Mar- on Mars, I think. Uh, space stations first, but then Mars. Yeah. So he wants to build space stations and get us up there orbiting and, you know, living out there quickly so that we can have a, like, an intermediary space before we colonize Mars. But, um, there's like the whole, like, reality TV show that they want to send a, a group of people to Mars to colonize Mars. It's a reality TV show. No. Really? Yes. It's a real thing. Right now? Yeah. They're trying to, like, get the cast for it together and everything right now. Oh gosh. So like, so yeah, I know. Like (laughs) the thing is like, there's a lot of stuff, a lot of talk about space exploration. The reality is we've known for a while that, um, earth is not going to sustain us long term. Yeah, totally. We either need to, we need, we either need to (laughs) police childbirth, you know, 
and institute like a max threshold for the earth and just kill off anybody who gets born after the threshold. Oh yeah. You know, or after a certain age or something like or that. Or prevention, I mean. Atlantis. Pull your weight and pull out. Build or under the ocean. Mm, but good it's point. that there's it's, a lot of room. It's that or get yeah right. We could build stuff onto the ocean. That could work. Um or get into space. Right? That's the those are the only options. And we've known that for a long time and no one's been doing it. No one's been trying to get us to space. And the flat earthers would say that's because you can't get to space. Because there's a firmament. There's no space. Hmm. Right. And get this. NASA <laughs> put out this thing about the uh just like this radiation belt. Gosh, what is it called? I don't remember. But there's the Allen radiation belt. Okay. And it's 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 in space, outside of Earth's orbit. And if you enter into the Allen radiation belt, you burn to a crisp. So you can't leave Earth because you'll die. Right, right. And I'm like, well, how do we get to the moon then? It's like... Right. Right? And so the Allen radiation belt is like this thing where flat earthers go, that's just them trying to keep you in the firmament, right? It's just them trying to keep you in the dome. You can't get out. Have you seen the video of the the civilian um, rocket that was supposed to reach orbit? No. So these people called the civilians, I think it's the civilians, um, uh, gosh, what is it? Foundation for Space Travel? I think is what they're called, um, released this video of this rocket that they funded. It was like $22,000. They all pulled their money together, built this rocket that was supposed to reach Earth, Earth orbit, right? Near Earth orbit. And they shot it up into the sky, and you can watch the video, and it spirals, because that's how rockets keep, you know, straight, by spinning. Spirals, and this video just... This thing spinning up into the sky as fast as you can even... You can't even fathom it. When you watch it, it's just like a blurred thing. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, it hits something. Punk! And it stops spinning. It starts falling back to Earth. Really? Yeah. It's really weird. You don't know what to make of it. It's oh, like, man. it clearly just like stops. It's spinning like a million miles an hour and then it just freaking stops. And it doesn't make any sense of why it stops. It's just super unexplainable. It's super weird. Can't figure it out. But that's the kind of stuff where like, I'm not a flat earther because of physics, basically. I, you know, yeah. Physics would say that large land masses or large, large things of mass would become a globe, like become an, a sphere. Of course. This is how gravity works, right? And um, so that's basically the, the the main reason that I'm a globe earther is globe because of trotter. physics, yeah. right? Um, a globist. <laughs> they, the flat <laughs> earthers call us globists. <laughs> I'm a globe trotter. How does it go? They, uh, oh gosh. I, I, got, right I, I want Please to know look it up. The vodka makes it hard are, to whistle. I can't are, whistle anyway. I can snap. That's about it. Oh, here. Is that it? Put it up there. Daniel, we should plug your phone in for this. Let's see. Yeah, put it up to the... Okay. So Mike's a globetrotter. I'm a globetrotter. <laughs> um, because of physics, basically, because I, I haven't seen outer space, you know, like there's pictures that we've, well, here's an interesting thing. Another f- fun factoid for flat earthers. We've never gotten a picture of the entire earth, right? Just one side, just sides. And then, and then anything you've seen, that's a picture of the entire earth as a marble, a little blue marble is a composite picture. It's a bunch of pictures that they kind of put together to make it look like a, like a yes. globe. The only time that we would have been able to get a picture of the entire Earth is from the moon mission, right? And so there's that picture, but then people have released all these photos and things like that where they, like, you know, turn up the exposure and all the stuff, and you can see in their photos... The stitching. 
that the earth, the globe of the earth has clearly been overlaid over that photo. It's, right. it's, yeah. it's a, it's a fabrication. Now, I'm not saying that it is a fabrication. I think there's a lot of reasons why people would fabricate it as a fabrication. Right. So I'm not saying one way or the other it is, but I've seen that image a lot is like, yeah. you know, all the stitching all, all around the earth. And then, you know, the, uh, Tom Hanks, I think covered it with his thumb, Tom Cruise. Which one was it? Tom Which Cranks. reality Which were you? Earth were you from? Tom Cranks. Tom who's? Tom Cranks. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think, so, with the moon thing, if anything, I'm just disappointed that we haven't gone back. Me too, man. And if it is a Mandela thing, then I'm like, okay, time-space continuum is messing with it. If literally there is no Mandela effect, and we're just in reality, and we haven't gone back to the moon... What the, what the hell, hell, man? Yeah, seriously. What are you going to do? Get it together. <laughs> what is your problem? Sean, I watched this whole crazy thing about the, the, ti- the, the heavy titan, the heavy, heavy titan, heavy falcon, the new SpaceX thing with like three, yeah. three rockets on it. Right. I'm like, dude, just take that shit to the moon, man. Seriously. Like, come why on, you, man. Like, why are you doing all these tests? Just shoot it up there and see what happens. Put the car on the moon. The car's it's time to, go to the do sun. damage and screw up new places. Yes, <laughs> come on, man. I want to vandalize the moon. <laughs> we, don't you? There is so much reason to get out of here. That's the thing is like, oh. we know, we know that in 200 years, 200 years is all we have. If we don't get off this planet, we're screwed. We know that just from statistics and how fast the population is growing. We know it. We cannot live here for 200 years. We have to take drastic measures. So people are trying to figure out how to do that. But it's like, dude, we should have been doing this 100 years ago. And we've known this for 100 years. Like, we've known we got to get out there. We've known that the Earth's not going to sustain it. And we've known that we have some, we got to do something. But nobody's doing anything except for, like, Elon Musk. And it's like, dude, one guy, one kind of eccentric, weird, crazy guy is trying to... Get us out of here. Too much money. Yeah. Like, why isn't our government trying to do that? And why isn't the Chinese government trying to do that? And why isn't the Russian government trying to, why is no, none of these massive world governments trying to get us into space? Like, nobody's trying to do it. They Mm. don't care. I'll tell you why. Electoral college. That's number one reason. Multiversal war. Sean, with hot dogs, it's Oscar what? What's the company? Meyer? Is it something else? No. Please don't. No, it's Oscar don't Meyer. It's, it's, it's Oscar Meyer, Meyer right? <laughs> Do you want it? It's M-E-Y-E-R. Is that what you believe? Yes. No. Absolutely. Come on. I'm not joking. Are you serious? All right. Oscar Meyer Wieners? It's Oscar. Where is it? I was, I was just looking it up. So there's a whole website with all You're the reported... Kidding. Um, from paintings to, it had, some people thought Billy Graham was dead before he was. Um, they had, um, stuff with Mother Teresa. Uh, there's one from lyrics for Queen's song. I haven't looked up for We Are the Champions. Okay. There's, oh, oh, no, I'm not reading that one. That one just messes me up. So yeah, it's Oscar. Oh, here's the page. Okay. So Sean, all right, just to be clear, you say Meyer. Oscar Meyer Wiener, M-E-Y-E-R. Yes. And how is that how you spell it, Mike? Correct. Right. It's in the theme song. Sometimes you feel like a wiener. Sometimes you don't. <laughs> sometimes you don't. Wait, that's corn nuts. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Just. No, that's no. not real. That's not no, true. That's wrong. I'm going to Walmart grocery okay. right hold on, now. Hold on. For the listeners. No. For okay, the listeners, first of all, I apologize for saying that Did terrible you hear demonic Cliff's word. Episode? We'll beep it. Secondly, Oscar Meyer is spelled M A Y E R. Here's the uh, founder. That's Mayer. Yeah, that's the founder. That's M-A- Oscar Mayer. M A Y E R, which is how it was spelled in the other page. That's the no. F- it's M E Y E R. Holy the website, crap! So the Dude, website is Oscar. That's M- the Oscar Meyer Wiener Mobile. It says Mayer. No, Oscar Mayer. The website Meyer. is Oscar Mayer Home. What do you remember, M-A- Seth? 
Hold on. Think? What did you think? I you thought it was Meyer. M-E-Y-E-R. And it's OscarMayer.com, and it's showing me all their stuff I can buy. All right. So, That's M-A- bizarre. Oh, M- my gosh. M-A- I'm freaking out, guys. <laughs> so, you can get cold cuts, hot dogs, bacon, Oscar Mayer, and the founder who made it, the German guy, his last name was Mayer. German-American who founded the processed meat from Oscar Mayer. That's that craziness, man. That's crazy. So, uh, I just threw up in my soul. Uh, oh, Mike man. just opened a portal to different reality with Oscar Mayer by talking about it. Because we observed it, and yeah. now it's the Schrodinger's cat is dead, and it's Oscar Mayer. The Schrodinger's cat? The Schroders. The Schrodinger's cat. So the, the, the thing is, like, so oh if, we, gosh, if, if we did accidentally turn on a super intelligent artificial intelligence that decided it was best to captivate the human race and create a virtual reality for them, then I don't think it's going to value the details that we would value. Like, I have an emotional connection to Oscar Mayer wieners. I love wieners. Yeah. Oh. Uh, (laughs) Sean does too, believe me. (laughs) I eat wieners every day. (laughs) Costco ones, typically. But that's the thing is, like, I know that it's M-E-Y-E-R. It's in the theme song from my childhood. I remember it. M-E-Y-E-R. It's not Oscar Mayer. Oh my gosh, I'm crying. He said Meyer. And it's M-A-Y... Oh wait, hold on, look at the commercial. Because he, he sa- says it, right? He says the letter. He says baloney. Put it to the microphone. Hold on. He says Meyer, but look at the lettering in the actual... Hold on. Look how it's spelled in the commercial. M-A-Y-E. There it is. Wait a minute. But they said I'm more Meyer. concerned about... So here's the thing. Here's the thing. Hold on. What's he talking about? Well, that's how you spell Bologna. No. <laughs> um, so here's the thing. Uh, an artificial intelligence that doesn't have the same kind of moral compass that a human does is going to care yeah, about how matter. the hell Meyer is them. spelled. And just like it's recognizing dogs in clouds, it's going Meyer mm-hmm. one way or the other. It doesn't matter. It's just Meyer, right? And some people say this way, some people that way. Tomato, tomato, right? Um, and it's not thinking that people are going to notice that. And so it's creating a virtual world for us to live in where we're going, we're realizing it's Berenstein, not Berenstein. And we're, it's not Oscar Meyer, not Oscar Mayer. And like all this stuff, like mm. I feel like I would have known, I would have, I would have gone John Mayer, <laughs> like Oscar Mayer. Exactly. Right? Like, I would have made that connection, but it, that's not how Oscar Mayer is spelled, man. It's M-E-Y-E-R. You know what I'm saying? So, the point so is... So, are we a threat by disagreeing with Oh, yeah, we're going to be... We're all going to be killed. Will we be killed? Yeah, we'll be oh, killed. Oh, gosh. <laughs> You've never held... No, here's the thing. Boys. Here's the thing. We will... Here's the reality. Here's the... Or, not the reality. This is all just a bunch <laughs> of bullshit. Here's the but alternate reality. Here's, here's the thing. We will have never existed. We'll just be a deleted. Ugh. Not killed, deleted, never existed. But someone will remember me. They'll, They'll be, be like, I remember a handsome, dashing Seth man too. named Sean. Sean too. too. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing. So there's, um, there's these several people who believe they're from alternate timelines, that they are in our timeline, but they came from a different one. So there's this woman. Oh gosh, I forget her name. I forget her name. Something. Oh gosh, Joe I'm not even going to try to guess. Joe <laughs> Cusack. <laughs> yeah. I can see that. I'm not even going to try to guess, but 
She, <laughs> she wakes up one day, right? And her apartment is like kind of in disarray in the, in the fact that her, her kids and husband are gone. Her boyfriend and his kid. Yes. Yeah. 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 I've yeah. Heard about so that. she wakes up her, her apartment's just organized a little differently than she normally would. She doesn't know why she goes to call her boyfriend number does disconnected. Doesn't go anywhere. She hires a private investigator to find the guy. He doesn't exist. Right. Yeah. No birth certificate, no nothing. His kid, who she's like, like grown close to because their relationship is serious, never been born, doesn't exist. I've she heard goes, about that. she goes to work. She goes to her desk and they're like, what are you doing here? This is Mark's desk, not your desk. And she's like, what are you talking about? I've been working here for 10 years. And they're like, we don't, we literally barely know you. You work on the other side of the building. She goes over there. Everyone knows her over there. She's never met any of these people before in her life. And she's been working there for 10 years. And she's like, she reached out. She went to a psychiatrist and asked like if she's having like weird delusions and stuff. And he was like, other than this particular delusion that you're having, I mean, you seem perfectly normal. Um, and so she reaches out on the internet and, and puts like on the, like a forum, what she's been experiencing. And it turns out tons of people have experienced this kind of thing where all of a sudden they wake up one day and they're in a different version of their life that they never experienced before. And they don't know why. And I mean, there's the obvious explanation of mass delusion, like people, you know, having psychosis and things like that and trying to make sense of, of serious, um, trauma in their life, you know, and they're trying to deal with stuff. Like maybe, maybe she lost a loved one and it just broke her brain. And so she has this whole story. Yeah, Yeah, totally. Man. And people, can that can happen to people and i think that's probably what's likely but i like to think of the idea i just like to think about it like what if <laughs> what if she's from a different timeline can i tell you about a uh just a personal experience yes a tale this is the, tale from the ditch. tale from the ditch if you will i have one too so we'll go around so starting with mike weird mike this is weird mike <laughs> weird mike um <laughs> this is uh just from a couple weeks ago yeah very recent um not when i was a young impressionable lad when i was a full-grown adult um, all up into conspiracy theories, so that might be worse, but <laughs> I, um, was in my bedroom, just, I don't know, watching my kids or something, or like main TVs in our bedroom. And I look at my window that looks out over the neighbor's house, and next to my window, in the wall, is like a patched screw that, like, I've never like seen a before. Screw pack spackled over. Yeah. Okay. I've literally, I've lived in that house for almost 10 years. I've never seen that screw before. It's in a really weird spot that it shouldn't be. Like if the if the window's like this high, it's like here in the wall. You wouldn't hang anything from it. You wouldn't use it to hang anything. It's too close to the window for a shelf. It's not high enough to hang a picture. It's just a really weird place for a screw. And I'm like, I didn't put that screw there. And we recently remodeled the whole upstairs, right? And so there's a lot of like screws and nails that have been patched over and painted over because the when the painters came in, they just covered stuff. Sure. Um, and I've never seen that before. And I'm not saying that I'm from a different timeline, but I am saying that what that lady started to notice first before she noticed that other things were different was that decorations in her house were in different spots. Oh, dear. You know what I'm saying? Just like weird stuff like that. And I've noticed a couple of things like that in my life where oh man, I've had like the screw thing that happened once. That obviously that happened recently. I've also had like, have you ever heard of disappearing object phenomena? So it's like losing your keys, except like way weirder, where things will reappear. Like, I've done randomly. that with scissors before. It's been crazy. <laughs> you like cut something, set it down, they're gone. Yeah, right. Um, and they he never lost come them back. In his butt cheek. <laughs> <laughs> so I did that. I had the, I had a a reappearing object phenomenon happen when I was doing the dishes one day. I was sitting there doing the dishes and then in front of me, because my, my sink is only so deep and then I've got a little bit of counter behind it. I didn't have any dishes back there, but a glass fell over in front of me, right in front of me. 
There was nothing there. And then all of a sudden this glass goes click, 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 and it starts rolling around right in front of me. And I don't know where it came from. I didn't put it there. It didn't fall over from a different space. It was never there. And then all of a sudden, this glass falls over. Oh, I could not goodness. figure it out. It tripped me out, man. Tripped me out bad. Now, I've been very interested in weird paranormal and conspiracy stuff for a long time. So maybe... Get out. <laughs> so maybe my brain is just... I've been listening to too many weird podcasts. That's probably all <laughs> it is. To be completely... I'm like grounded enough to know when stuff's just too weird. You know what I'm saying? But it just makes you think, man. It's like, what? what is going on? What is reality? I mean, I mean... When you think about, especially when we're talking about quantum computers and quantum physics and stuff like that, right? Like it's all sub, it's all subjective to the observer, right? So there's actually a, a, a experiment done recently where have you heard of the the particle wave um, experiment where you have like a photon that you shoot through like a slit and then it, it starts as a wave, yeah. And, well, it, but it, once you observe it, it yeah, becomes it becomes a, a photon, yeah. yeah, it becomes a particle, right? So recently they did an experiment where they were having, I forget exactly how they did it. I wish I could explain it better, but they essentially, had, they essentially had two observers. One was actually observing, and one was not observing, and they both got different results from the same experiment. Oh gosh! Yeah, Super weird. Cool. So we know that human consciousness seriously impacts, at least on a quantum level, the way that reality works, like weird. the fabric of reality. Um, and I don't know how deep that goes. But it makes me wonder about that screw in my wall, man. Every time I, I read every other day, I go and check if it's still there. Yeah, have you like, touched it? Yeah, I touch it. Okay. Good. I just touch it and go, is that real? <laughs> I'm, I'm weird, man. I'm crazy. I know it. Oh, but that's awesome. I'm grounded enough to know the difference between, you know, the like Bible and heresy, but sure, sure. Not grounded enough to know whether or not I put that screw in my wall. <laughs> Who did that? <laughs> the Illuminati's in my bedroom. Seth. So. You are deep. Mandela. One theory and then one, well, so what if the angelic experiences I've had, because I've met angels twice, um, were people who have just escaped and they were breaking through to warn me or talk to me. So they're able to get back into the simulation and talk to me. Cause I was, <laughs> like I Morpheus? Because I couldn't explain either of them. Um, and one of them didn't show up on camera afterwards, which threw me off. That's weird. Yeah. He got me out of the way, protected me, and then on the video footage, he's not there, and no one else remembers him. What? Do you have that footage still? No, the police do. Um, oh, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry. So what did it look like? You just, like, fell down or something? Sorry, Officer Mulhoney. Um, it looks like I just backed up. Well, here's the other thing. When I come on to... How, so much, how much mushrooms did you eat? Oh, I was sober. I was straight edge. Totally straight edge, yeah. So, actually... When I wow. come when I come into view of the camera, the footage gets staticky, and then when I go back under a barrier, it clears up, so I don't show up on the footage either. So that's they, how you got out of that sticky situation. They couldn't use it because they said, "Well, he didn't show up on camera." Wow, so, that's um, weird. So I come out of the store, lit, small thing, which they think you wouldn't notice. I look at my car, and no one would care about this. I had a red Ford Taurus. You remember that? Yep. And I go. I mean, I remember your Taurus. I just remember the I go, cars. Why is there? a silver line now on the door going back. I'm like, I've never had a silver line on there. And I tried to ignore it. I go, no, this must not be my car. And I hit the button. It unlocks. I go, no, I've never had a silver line on my car. It's not there. And it starts yeah. bothering me. And like I look at it. Right? I'm like, oh, it must be a scratch. And I go, and everyone I talk to goes, no, four Tauruses have always said that. I go, do you own one? They're like, no, but that's why I've been told them all by who they're like, I don't know. The they government. Just, they just always have it. I go, but I never had one. And they go, well, do you have a picture? I'm like, well, I don't take pictures of my car. And still to this day, 
I remember not having that. And then one day I walk out and open my car and there's just a little edit, a little thing. And the angels tried to warn me about it. And there's gas in the air and you're from earth too. And you don't know the joy of holding an alternate version of yourself <laughs> you by the know. throat, crushing his reality. Watching <laughs> the life drain out of his eyes. So here's Yourself, the thing. your other self. So, so in a computer program, right? If you make an edit, I'm sure, I'm sure you, I'm sure you, uh, have experienced this. Mm-hmm. If you make an edit in a computer program, things can go sideways in other areas. Totally. Right? If you just totally. make one small edit, even though you're only editing the one area, things can go, uh, wonky in other areas. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so that's another theory of this whole Mandela effect thing is that we are living in a simulation and that the people who run the simulation are making uh, edits to our current reality or our present or our future reality. And it's affecting things in the past. And we're only now noticing it. I oh think that's gosh. absolute BS, but that is one of the theories. Oh, geez. Well, well, if I just go here- FTL, I can go back and change time. <laughs> right. ID God mode. Mm. I have a story and then I'll wrap it up. Wrap we've it been up. going a while and this is fantastic. We and can my go son's forever. got school. Yeah. Mine uh, too. Oh man. Okay. So, I'm uh, watching you, Moth. It was seventh grade. It was probably the first, second, first week of seventh grade. Mm-hmm. I show up to school. I'm wearing, I'm, I've decided that I'm punk rock at yes. this point. Mm. Maybe sometime around fifth, sixth grade, I decided I was punk rock. And the beauty of punk rock is you, you're not a slave to other people's fashions. You do whatever you want and that's cool, right? And so I said, you know what's cool? Today, wearing your, wearing your underwear on the outside of your pants? <laughs> no, no. Corduroy pants, right? I remember. Right. Yeah. You guys remember it being cool for a while, right? Uh-huh. Corduroy pants? Uh-huh. Well, let I me tell been. you about the alternate reality that I experienced. I showed up to seventh grade, first week of school in corduroy pants, got um, immediately before I even started school, and I don't even know any of these kids yet. Everybody starts pointing at me and saying, look at those pants. That kid's wearing his grandpa's pants. What's wrong with that kid's pants? And I was like, these are corduroy pants. I'm punk. I don't care what you think. Hey man, but I everybody's feel like, this like might those be pants are error. stupid. I, I go think into, this is rich kids. That's I, go into, like. I go into the first period agenda class. The teacher says, what kind of pants are those? What are you wearing? And I was like, they're corduroy pants. They're cool. I'm deciding they're cool. And she goes, those aren't cool. I go to lunch. Everybody is, while I'm standing in the line at lunch and still trying to figure out how lunch at middle school works, everybody's looking at me from all across the assembly saying, look at that kid's pants. Like they've never seen corduroy pants before. They've never seen corduroy pants. I walk out to the recess area. I try to fit in with a bunch of groups. They say, not interested. We don't like not interested corduroy. corduroy pants. <laughs> and they're, they, it's like they'd never seen them. They're like, what's with the lines in those pants? Why don't you get regular pants? You're some kind of idiot. Get Dude, the pants. I had corduroy pants. Well, Look, here's I'm the from thing. Earth 2 as well, I guess. Earth 2. The next week, I get rid of the corduroy pants because I can't deal. It's not that I'm worried that I'm not cool, but maybe a little bit. Yeah. But just I just abuse, can't the deal with abuse. the conversation. The amount of conversation around the pants, right. I can't deal with it. Right. And so I'm like, you know what? I'm done with this. I'm just going to go back to whatever pants I had from sixth grade and be cool. All of a sudden, entire school, entire so, alternative group of kids wearing corduroy pants, and they go, these are the coolest pants ever. I've been wearing these since sixth grade. Sean, and can I ask I've, you a question? Yeah. 
Is this just your way of getting back at those mean? No, I'm saying it was an alternate reality. <laughs> I, I did not understand on. it. This is just you trying to say. It was like I never existed. It was like I never wore their quarter pants the first week, even though I said I wore them. Is, hold on, this is a pattern where you do something and people are rude to you. And I do something with new, no effort and get praised. And for people it. love it! Because That's an alternate set. So, so, hold on. So, so, where, did they remember that you'd had the quarter of No, they, they, they were like, you were like, I had I those last like, week and they were like, do you what remember are you me? About? I even walked up to a kid whose name was Stevie and I, dude, I was like, dude, remember last week you said I was a f- because I was wearing corduroy pants and you We're said specifically, that. we'll edit that. <laughs> but I was like, you said specifically these words. <laughs> he said, you are a f- your dad's a f- and your grandpa's a f-. and wow. i was like i was Brutal. just like dude That's harsh yeah and i was like dude that doesn't make sense but can you please just explain to me do you remember when you said that he goes i don't even know who you are i'm totally serious he did not even acknowledge the fact that we had this conversation which if somebody's trying to kind of hold on hold on he didn't acknowledge that they had the conversation he literally didn't know you he, that's what he said. That's what he acted like. Wow. That's what everybody I talked to acted like. You are from a different time. Stop world so. jumping, you world killer. I All think right? that's exactly what happened. You are. You know and how what year was this? What year was this? 97 or 98. Yeah, gosh. I graduated in 02. Look, you have jumped so many worlds that you're chronological. <laughs> I've told you to change your time belt. I've told you this. 98. 96, probably. 95 or 96. I wonder when quantum computing technology came online. Would it matter, though? Because it would affect all of the past, all the way back to whenever. Well, a lot of these experiences started happening in the early 90s. Mm. A lot of these Mandela things. Well, that makes sense. Sean, does it make you feel any better that a lot of people in middle school hated me? Does it make you feel a little better? No. Really? Not a lot of people hated you. You were like, a lot of people hate me, like, at least five. I was like, I have at least an entire cohort of students that hate me. That think you're dumb for corduroy pants. Yeah. I had. And then I tried to bring the corduroy pants back, and they were like, sorry, buddy. You missed the. Get off the bandwagon. Yeah. I had 12 kids Man, that's crazy. who wanted to beat me up. <laughs> 12. 12 whole children. I had at least 90. Did you? Or were you world this a contest? Because I grew up white in Hawaii, so. Yeah, that's true. Everybody hated you, too. <laughs> did you ever wear the corduroys? I did. I had corduroy pants. I green ones. You guys were, like were part of this different world. Pants. I know. We're all two. We're, all the were they two. the thick corduroy or the thin corduroy? Because there's both. A uh, thin corduroy. Oh. For sure. That gets into world three and four. That's world or four, yeah. I was going to say. No, that is not 616. 616 is where everybody accepts corduroys. Is it? Yes. Because now that's split after it was destroyed by the Ultimate Universe. It was brought back. Okay. Because Tony... St- All right, Here's what I actually think. <laughs> Artificial intelligence. I think we are at the phase of of very intelligent, but not super... Are you sharpening your knife over there? No. Okay, I feel like I'm going to get stabbed. Um, we <laughs> are... Tell if you're real. I can just hear... Shh, shh. He's, just, he's just waiting for me to reveal my true identity. Do you know how many sets have alien. tried to assassinate You're a scroll! <laughs> okay, I think that artificial intelligence... Artificial intelligence is... Um, very t- intelligent, but not super intelligent, and is exactly what we know it to be, which is just like you know, Netflix iPhone, algorithm and Elvis, Snapchat, Elvis, iPhone and stuff like that. I think Mandela effect is not alternate timelines, but is psychological confusion. So let me just explain a little bit. Chartreuse, 
right? Mm. Some people think it's lime green, some people think it's maroon. Ah, mm-hmm. orange. Guess what? <laughs> Chartreuse and maroon have very similar phonetic origins, mm. and the R is in the same place, right? And even with burgundy, in the length of the word, chartreuse has the R in the same place as burgundy. So it feels the same coming out of your mouth. Same, same way coming out of your mouth. And here's why I think about that is because I have this weird thing. You know what synesthesia is? You ever heard of that? I think so, yeah. It's, it's like mix when, up words. yeah, you, no, that's like dyslexia, but, or no, that's when you like read stuff backwards, but synesthesia is when you mix up senses, right? So some people oh, okay. hear a sound and it tr- transmits as a color, right? And so they see colors and textures and shapes and stuff. I have a, kind of like a type of that where when I say words, I can feel letters like kind of tumbling out of my mouth. I know it sounds super weird, but weird mm. mic, right? Anyway. The D? How's what? the D feel coming out of your mouth? <laughs> I, love, sorry. I love the sorry, D. Sean Runkelmeyer Moss. <laughs> so I'll say, I'll say a word. So I used to be really, really good at spelling. I mean, I, I guess I probably still am, but I feel like I'm just having an adult level of spelling now. But anyway, when I was a kid, I was like, like super advanced in like reading and spelling because I didn't have to think about how a word was spelled. I just said it. And once I said it, I could feel every letter in my mouth, like a, like a texture, like you were eating something very specific. That's weird. And so like, I would say like mnemonic and I could feel the P I could feel the N I could feel them all. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So you tried tried so hard to keep it together. (laughs) Hold on. You felt them in your mouth. Yeah. (laughs) I felt the P in my mouth. (laughs) Yeah. That's the ammonia. Okay, anyway, I can feel the silent letters, even though they're silent. Like, I don't think of mnemonic with an N, I think of it with a P, because it clearly has that feeling, right? So, anyway, so for me, when I say chartreuse, it is very similar to the word burgundy, because of the the letters that are involved. Specifically, that R is super pronounced, right? And so, it doesn't feel like lime green. It feels like nothing even close to lime green. It feels... Chartreuse feels a lot more similar to burgundy as a word than a color. Does that make sense? Yeah, so no, I understand. I that, think actually. a lot of that Mandela stuff is like, what? Have you ever heard of a, like, this is, I don't mean to be like, you know, weirdly like racial about this, but like, have you ever met a Jewish dude named Berenstain? No. No, but I've met people named Bernstein. Exactly. Right? All and so, Jews. Yeah, most Jews are Bernstein <laughs> or Goldstein, right? So, but I'm sorry, that was so bad. But, <laughs> But, like, uh, I've met a lot of people named Bernstein, and so, of course, I'm going to think Berenstein, right? Right. Or, like... So, we're racist. <laughs> right. Or, like, like Crocodile Dundee. That's not a knife. This is a knife. That's how I would say it. Like, yeah, sure. Because my grammar is not super great. Like, I would say it that way, but but grammatically, you would say, that's not a knife. That's a knife. You wouldn't say this. You would say that. That's how yeah. you would say it. Right, right. But my grammar is, like, Whoops. general <laughs> English, right? General English, like, general American English would say, this is a knife, because people are dumb. Right. And so like, that's how you would say it. Right? That's just how general American English works. You know how like in the yeah, fifth, yeah, element, yeah. fifth element, uh, Bruce Willis is like, I don't want to speak two languages, English and bad English. Right. Like <laughs> exactly. We all speak bad English. And so that's the, that's the explanation for Crying Bell Dundee, you know? And so I think a lot of it is just like psychological confusion that like some people are more educated and more intelligent than that. I could see that, you know, um, and it doesn't mean that anyone's better than anybody else. It just means that mm. people are more informed than others, you know, in certain <laughs> situations. Well, you thought chartreuse was burgundy, dumb, dumb dude. In dumb, my dumb. world, Dummy. it was. Well, you big dumb dumb. You've convinced me with that. <laughs> in my world, it is so. Right. 
Interesting. Hey, who so here I think has it's killed easier... 500 alternates? <laughs> Raise your hand. I'm raising my hand. I think it's yeah. easier to believe. Like, so physics is based off of the easiest solution, right? Mm-hmm. That's all. It's, it's the simplest, most, all of physics is trying to figure out with the one, the one equation that unites it all, right? Like, what's the simplest answer to the way the world works? Like, how do you really boil it down? And that's how you reach, like, theory of relativity and theory of quantum physics and stuff like that. It's just explaining things that we're observing in the simplest manner. Believing in a multiverse and alternate timelines is a pretty complex explanation for how these things are happening. I think mm. the simpler, yeah. the simpler explanation is that there's like a general level of understanding and a general, general level of intelligence that, uh, intelligence isn't the right word. It's just like the way you learn to perceive your world, right? In different ways. Like you just learned it because of your upbringing and your right. surroundings and your environment. And you just learned to think of things different ways. I learned to say, that's not a knife. This is a knife. That's how I would say it. But someone who's better at English would say, that's not a knife. That's a knife. Because that's how you would say it in like a proper sentence, right? Which one's the real one in this? It's, that's not a knife. That's a knife. Okay. The <laughs> most <laughs> elementary, fundamental view of the earth would be the flat earth. <laughs> what yeah. would it be? P-U-C-E. Pookie? <laughs> Pookie. 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 Bring me puce. my pancakes. I would puce. call it puce. 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 Oh, I think it is puce. puce. If my, I've heard puce before. If my, my like, uh, whatever, phonetic <laughs> taste buds What'd you call taste it? that word, it goes puce to me. Oh, uh, here, there's a guy, he's a robot who's controlling us. Pronouncing it? What does he say? Puce. Puce! Nailed it! Puce. Thank you, Synesthesia. That's your, yeah, puce. Synesthesia. Anyway. So, anyways. So I think Mandela So what you're saying is puce. just experience. AI, we're only utilizing it to Snapchat. Right. Mandela effect, we're having a mass misremembering. Yes. And flat earth is legit. Super legit, bro. Because those things all line up in the same sphere of understanding. Right. So, so the thing is, is that like (laughs) math, I mean, math isn't the answer to everything, but it's, it's pretty objective, right? Mm -hmm. You can't like make math do what you want it to do. You know, Mm -hmm. it just does what it does. And, and physics is all based on math. And physics would say that when certain things reach a certain mass, they collect into a globe, you know, they collect, collect into a sphere. That's just what happens. It's a lumpy sphere, but it's a sphere, you know? And so like, you can't really fight math, right? You would have to believe in flat earth theory. I would like to fight math one day. So to believe in, here's the thing to believe in flat earth theory one day, (laughs) To believe in flat earth theory is to believe in conspiracy at the highest level. You have to believe that they fabricated math. Okay. They fabricated the globe. They fabricated the moon missions. I see what you're saying. They, fa- they, they fabricated everything. It's all fake to support some globe model of the world, which le- leads us to believe that we're not trapped on this rock that we actually have a chance of getting out of here because if we were trapped on the rock, we would all freak out and that there's a bunch of people in higher governmental power that knows that we're on a flat earth and that we actually trapped are, are trapped inside the firmament, but that they don't believe that humans would be able to tolerate that reality right now. And so they're withholding the information and allowing us to believe that we're on a globe and spreading that propaganda. That's what you have to believe in. If you're believing in flat earth is, is that kind of a, explanation Interesting. Of, of why we think it's a globe as opposed to thinking it's flat. Because for the longest time we did think it's flat and there's no reason that that would have changed except for um, like it changed way before we could have known it was flat, right? It changed 
like way before we ever went to went to space or even got any high enough elevation elevation to see the curvature of the Earth, like by theory, just by math and yeah. theory, right? And so you would have to believe that those initial thoughts were fabricated in order to keep people <laughs> pacified, right? And it's just like, what are you laughing about? What it's just it? like whack as hell, dude. Like, I I just here's the thing I come to. So with scientists. You either have to believe every single... So this is what I was thinking about when you brought up the topic. I thought, okay, either A, they're all in on the conspiracy and know the real theories to use, the real formulas, and come up with these things and you know do all that. Or B, somehow they've based all their physics, gravity, all their models on a spherical Earth, and yet still came to successful experiments, successful things, where like they base so much on the idea of, no... The world is a sphere, and yet they have these successful experiments. So either yeah. they had a wrong formula and still had success, or all of them said, hey, we know this is the real formula. It's flat, and we're all in on every pilot, right. all these explorers, all the scientists, everything else. We've all kept it under wraps. And I just – that is such a – Well, what's really interesting – what's interesting know. about that is that in, in, in support of Flat Earth – you only have to indoctrinate one generation. So, like, if you think about the Truman Show, yeah, everybody has to be in on it except for Truman, right? And why is that? Because it's a very small area. If you cross the bridge to Fiji or whatever the mm. hell he's trying to get to, if you cross that bridge over water, then you get to the edge of the dome. And so you got to keep him from crossing the bridge. So you instill the fear of water and all that stuff, right? The, spoiler alert, Truman Show, he lives in a dome. Anyway, <laughs> <clears throat> um, now if the dome's big enough... You don't have to have everyone in on it. You just have to indoctrinate one generation. Yeah, yeah. If you make the edges of the dome extreme enough, which is exactly what they do in the Truman Show, right? They, they, the further out he gets, the storm gets worse and his boat capsizes and all that stuff, right? If you remember the movie correctly. Um, or if the movie even existed. Um, anyway, sorry. <laughs> so if you remember the movie, that's what happens. And so that's what the architects, which is what the mm-hmm. flat earthers would call the, creators of our, of our environment, um, they would say that they made the edges of the flat earth extreme enough to where it would be impossible for humans to essentially get to the firmament. Um, and, uh, and, and if that's the case, if the dome's big enough and it's hard enough to get to the edge, then you only have to indoctrinate one generation because then they pass that down, right? You only have to teach one generation a false version of math mm-hmm. and a false version of the globe and a false, you only have to teach one generation of people to do or that. Or in that scenario, you only have to convince Truman and then let Truman's ancestors spread. Exactly. To some what, Adam. What would be Or their- Truman, aka Adam and Eve. What would be the. <laughs> But what would be their answer of, okay, let's say if not every... And then you have his descendants, Noah, and his wife and children, Seth, and the other ones. I don't remember Seth because he's sitting right here. But <laughs> And then everyone else dies in a flood except for those five people and they believe in a global. Which was a super easy flood what would, if it was just a dish. What would their answer be? Totally easy. And I'm asking you as someone who's read on. Say it's not everyone's in on it. If some of these scientists are going off a formula based on a false premise, why are they having successful experiments? It's all fake. You'd have to believe it's all fake. That's the thing is like, oh, even it's got to be all fake. No, no, not the experiments, but like the whole concept of, so like if you were building a simulation in, in like a video game or something, mm-hmm. then whatever formula you make is going to work, right? So if like I put a ruby into my sword, I have greater health. Well, that doesn't work on a physics standpoint of like how the world works, but if I make the game do that, then it's going to do that, right? Like, I'm referring to Diablo 3, if you guys have played yeah. it. Yeah. Anyway, um, actually, the movie yes. goes in your helmet. But anyway, point being that if you, um, if you make a rule in the, in the, uh, 
in the virtual environment, then the rule is going to work. And that's kind of the theory is that like, there's a, there's a, a fake version or, or a simulated version, depending on how you look at it, of math and of physics that works as long as you work within the fit, within the rules of that form, that fabricated formula. It, it would be simplified to the way that humans could comprehend right. and just get to the brink of right. getting past. A good analogy is, imagine you have a child, right? Doesn't know. Six, just six pound, eight ounces, eight ounces golden fleece diapers, doesn't even know a word yet. Right? <laughs> oh. And you teach that child that the color red is blue. You just call it blue. And you call it red. That was on the call, show Legion they did And you that. call blue red. And you call yellow green and green yellow. And you just mix up all the colors. And that's just what you teach that child from the dawn of its, its like, This is so much comprehension. that show. Yeah. Now, if you teach it that, if you teach that little person that, then once it gets to the real world and you tell it, no, that color that you've been calling red is blue. It's going to be like, no, you're crazy. What are you talking about? So you have globes in every classroom, right? From childhood, from young little preschoolers, they get to learn that the earth is round. And then all of a sudden, someone comes along and goes, yo, sheeple, wake up. The earth isn't round. It's flat. This is a big experiment, a giant Petri dish for some other being, right? And everyone goes, no, you're crazy, man. It's always been around. We've always known that since preschool. So that's the idea. That you only indoctrinate one generation of people, and then as long as they pass that down, it's globe forever. You literally, so. that's from the show Legion. He goes, this is red, and it's green. He goes, this is green, and it's red. He goes, and green means go, and he's told him it's red, and red means stop, and, it's told, and he showed him green. But then he sends him into a world where green means go and red means stop, but he switched up the colors, and he goes, can I trust you? He goes, of course. He goes, remember, red means stop, green means go. But he switched them and how he's conditioned them. So he walks into the traffic and dies. And it's this whole thing of him conditioning for one world, but yeah. then putting him in another to destroy. It's, it goes on yeah, right. to mentally even nervous tics, even psychosis. Even he says a lot of these problems begin with an idea. It begins with a delusion and it eats its way into your head and then it's repeated. And then suddenly it's reality because you perceive it that way. Right, right. Yeah. That's the thing. I mean, it all boils down to that like reality is totally based on perception. You know, like your reality yeah, totally. is whatever you perceive. That's why, like, you know, I don't know if you've ever heard of, oh gosh, what was the dude's name? He, anyway, it's the guy that he was first recognized as having, like, been uh, acquitted for, like, murders and crazy crimes for having um, multiple personality disorder. It's the mm. first major case. And first was, one. I think it was Ben something or other. I, I can't remember, but. Um, Fultz Five? <laughs> Uh, the Fantastic Four. Um, <laughs> anyway, but he, so, so his perception was his reality, genuinely. And he was at the mercy of his perception. So he was actually acquitted for like several murders and yeah. like rapes yeah, 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 and yeah. robbery, armed robberies and stuff like that. Cause he didn't know what was happening. His, his perception was his reality and he was being taken over by these alternate personalities. So the real, the thing is that reality is all based on perception. You guys could be total figments of my imagination and I would not know the difference. I would absolutely not know the difference. Hello there. <laughs> There's <laughs> no way for me to tell the difference, you know? I, so I take, I take it on faith. I take it on faith that you guys are real people, Ugh. you know? Um, and I believe that that's true. Because, mostly because I believe the scriptures are true, and I believe that he made all humans in his image, right? And so, like, like that doesn't give me space to believe that I'm living in a simulation, right? But, I... That's correct. I on, think that's true. On the same, on the same uh, level, I do believe we're living in a simulation, but what you define as a simulation is too rudimentary if you think it has to be inside of a computer, right? God hmm. is simulating 
our reality by, and, and you know, like, like, have you ever heard of like Planck length and Planck time and stuff like that? Yes. So it's like the smallest interval of space and time. Yeah. There should not be a smallest interval. It doesn't make any sense. That's why a lot of people believe in the simulation theory is that, is that we have these smallest intervals like a computer would have ones and zeros, some kind of order that shouldn't be there. If our, if our universe was randomly generated, there should not be a smallest order. Machine code. Yeah. But I'm like, well, I mean, I believe an intelligent creator named Yahweh. Of course he's going to use order. It's not like he's going to be all willy nilly about creation. He's going to be like, no, this this has got to be a one. That's got to be a zero. Of course. I mean, he's smart. Right. Of course there's going to be some kind of quantum like physics like where there's things that are just absolutes like of course he's that way like that's how i would put it together and i made in his image so i mean and i'm dumb right and i would do that of course he did uh, something like that something to that that effect and so it's like a lot of this stuff a lot of these theories are really at the root of it ways to explain away a god sure yeah why nickelback in a simulation like (laughs) they're like well it's a trick you to believe that you're not in a simulation Right? It's like a simulation where everything's paradise. Everyone goes, hang on a sec. Yeah, you got This is too good to add be true. Some imperfection in. You really got to throw in some. It's like, he- you ever played World of Warcraft? Well, if it was easy to take down, you know, like the boss of the dungeon, then you'd be like, this game sucks. Because he married Avril Lavigne. And I'm like, <laughs> Nickelback There's no. The whole Nickelback. The whole band. The whole niggas is. Look, I don't polygamy. judge so other good. people's religion. I don't. Oh. This it's is nickel ligamy. <laughs> I just, Sean, you were supposed to close out like yeah. I was trying to close minutes. it down. Okay. You were we closing very so hard. This Earth been, two. This I just been... wanted. To, I just wanted to make sure that people knew that I didn't believe in this stuff. But yes, I just. I just like to give it a lot of thought because it's fun to think about. And not only that, <clears throat> a lot of uh, things when you take them out to their furthest extent, I think sometimes it confirms our beliefs. Usually, yeah. um, when you really take things out to the absolute utmost the brass taxes the brass taxes of where they can go you see well i i do believe actually in a creator i do believe in somebody who's sovereign who has who created the universe with order and things like that i totally get that yeah okay you really do land you know when you get to the really unexplainable weird stuff of our reality you just, That's why Joe Rogan will be a Christian one day. You soon. can't, you can't not ask the question of who did that. Yeah. So who did that? It's either in the flat earthers, which is interesting about flat earth is they believe in architects, right? Some, some other species of being that right. designed our world and that we're just an experiment in their thing. And that we're one of many experiments in their thing that are a lot, some, some of them, I should say, I don't want to misrepresent, but some of them believe that our flat earth is just adjacent to another one sure with a different species of being and they're and adjacent to another one there's just like a multiplicity of all these flat earths all over the place and they're just like testing out different experiments and that there's like this this supreme being that's like eh, let's try this let's try that let's try that and i'm like that's actually pretty close to what i believe except it's not so willy-nilly it's way more intentional right and it's right. a benevolent loving god and his name is yahweh and you know he created our world as a reflection of his glory and he loves us and like the gospel is the ultimate pinnacle of his of his story you know, it's mm. like, yeah, this is simulation theory. This is kind of flat earth theory. It is kind of Mandela stuff. Like, sure. It all sort of, it does blend in with, with our concept of, of an intelligent designer and of his consciousness and his imagination. Like it all sort of like dovetails together. Hmm. So we're, 
I feel like funny, I feel like when I funny parts of tonight. I think I feel like when I come on this podcast, Seth is just deep in thought, just so deep. Seth, is, I always look over and he's just like glazed over. Seth is unfortunately the dreamer. Which actually, I took an enneagram again, and I'm a non-resourceful four. So I'm, I'm a resourceful four. I know, so uh, fancy with your resource. So you either understand. way, I think like yeah, there's some people who want who enjoy considering these things. Mm-hmm. And there's some people that hate considering right. these things and hate that people would consider these things. But either way, I think it was fun to talk about. As long we as we win the war moves. with the multiverse, I don't care. Exactly. You gotta no use suck it, Earth 12. No such thing as a multiverse. Just got to say it. So uh, this has been Tales from the Ditch. Thank you for listening. Episode 273. The, the fourth. Yeah, it's episode whatever we want. If reality is not real. <laughs> and uh, thank you for listening. This has been Weird Mike, number Weird four. Mike. And uh, thank you. If you have any questions or concerns I'm Weird or potentially uh, you want to discuss something else, please email us at Tales from the Ditch. You want to harshly rebuke Weird Mike? Or if you're an alternate of Seth, you know where to meet me. <laughs> yeah. I've if, hunted you down. I've if killed you're one of, of our alternates, then uh, we'll see you soon. And uh, all I have to say, actually, Seth, I'll let you start it out. Like and subscribe. <laughs> like and subscribe. In this reality, we would Patreon? appreciate you. No. No. Come on. They won't even donate one beer. So far, we have a is pair that of like, headphones. That is that goes. like the animal they summon in Harry Potter? <laughs> a Patreon. <laughs> Patreon on Titus. Seriously, you guys, should get, you guys should get, I just started supporting a friend of mine's uh, podcast called Canary Cry. It, it, just as shameless plug, this podcast, Canary Cry, is all this stuff that I get into from a Christian perspective. Really, really good. They actually interviewed Mark Sargent, who's like the one of the founders of Flat Earth Theory. Really? Yeah, they're like super, super dope. Well, Canary Cry support, Radio. Go support Canary Cry Radio. And Patreon. also, y'all need to start a Patreon account. <laughs> and we'll start a Patreon. My Patronus we'll make it less is than a hedgehog scrotum. That's my Patronus. And they say, really? After all this time, I go, always. It's a hedgehog it's scrotum. It's always been. It's always a hedgehog scrotum. Oh. Uh, all right. You got to end it. And Zip then- it up. Zip it out. Zip it out. <laughs>